Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. This week we're continuing our coverage of action movie heroes from the 80s, 90s, as we cover the 1993 Cynthia Rothrock film, Yes, Undefeatable. In this town, if you want justice, you have to take it. Cynthia Rothrock as Christy Jones. A street fighter searching for a man who murdered her sister. An undefeatable champion driven by insanity. What are you doing with my wife? If he can't have Anna, he'll kill anyone who even reminds him of her. Come on, tough guy! Sergeant Nick DeMarco knows his name. Free! Christy Jones is determined to find the killer. You're crazy. My name's not Anna. But every wasted minute costs another life. I'm talking about my sister. Your ass is mine. Big mistake. Red. Ah! Oh, bitch! No, you ruined my mood! Why are you hurting me? Shockwave rocked the city. We're gonna start another gang war. Well, I tried to wait for you, but they jumped us. You've got a lot to learn about police work. Nick and Christy team up. It's all your fault. Jennifer, run! With the help of a beautiful psychologist, Christy and Nick unite in a fight for supremacy. It will take every ounce of muscle, every skill, every technique, fatal desire of this mad man. This was directed by Godfrey Ho, credited as Godfrey Hall. <laughs> what a guy. He is, well, he's been described as the Ed Wood of Asian cinema. <laughs> uh, he also directed Rothrock in Honor and Glory, also called uh, Godfrey Hall. Should be said, he has used over 40 aliases when directing different films. Yeah, he's he's done an incredible amount of films. He's done like over 100 feature-length films. He's I think he's credited as what was it, 155 director yeah. on IMDb. Something mental He's got like 155 that. credits. Uh, as Dom said, loads of different names he uses. Um, I've got a couple here for you. We've got Alton Chung. <laughs> I remember him. He had a candle in the wind. <laughs> We've got Charles Lee, we've got Ed Wu. Oh, clever. And we've got Christ Hannah. Which <laughs> is something he just shouted at his wife once. <laughs> Known as well for many films starring Richard Harrison. Yeah. Not not that he starred in them per se. He he recorded like maybe one or two with Richard Harrison, then inserted him in about fifty films after that without his knowledge. Yeah. He's a cl- the classic um stitch two films together job, isn't it, uh, Godfrey Ho? Yeah, yeah, we've we've got we've got loads of these on our list of things to cover. All of the Ninja Terminator stuff, that Richard Harrison stuff. Here's a sample for you you guys at home of some of the films that he's done. Are you ready for this, Ken? I'm going <laughs> to rattle them off quick time. Go on, I think I, mean, I already know what connection you might have there. <laughs> we've, got, <laughs> we've got the Ninja Squad, mm-hmm. 
Ninja Terminator, mm. Ultimate Ninja, mm. Ninja the Protector, mm. Ninja Dragon, mm. Ninja Hunt, mm. Ninja Champion, mm. Bionic Ninja, mm. Clash of the Ninjas, mm -hmm. Ninja Death Squad, mm -hmm. Ninja in Action, mm. Death Code, Colon, Ninja, uh -huh. Cobra vs. Ninja, Hitman the Cobra, Angel the Kickboxer, Kickboxers Against the Odds, Kickboxer the Champion, Kickboxer the King, Kickboxer from Hell, Scorpion Thunderbolt, Inferno Thunderbolt, Majestic Thunderbolt, Ninja Thunderbolt. <laughs> A mission Thunderbolt. <laughs> Majestic Thunderbolt. <laughs> and uh, two sort of outliers that caught, uh, caught my attention. The Shaolin Drunk Monkey. And my favourite, Magnificent Wonder Man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sounds good, doesn't it? We'll have to cover that. <laughs> well, when you find a subject you like, you know, stick with it. <laughs> Thunderbolts, ninjas and cobras, that's... yeah. He loves it. There's quite a few of the kickboxer front there as well, isn't there? Yeah. Nice one. So what does he do mostly? Rom-coms and stuff, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that those are all done in within the space of about a year, weren't they, them films? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he now teaches uh, filmmaking at the Hong Kong Film Academy. <laughs> How to make many, many films without actually making that many at all. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Cynthia Rothrock, on to more... Um... Beautiful matters. <laughs> yeah. Cynthia Rothrock, for those that didn't know has seven disciplines where she's a black belt in them. Yes. She's an eighth degree black belt in Tang Sudo. She has a black belt in Taekwondo, Karate, Eagle Claw, Wushu, Northern Shaolin, and Pei Lum Tao Kung Fu. Yeah. Not just in films, is she? <laughs> <laughs> she was world champion in form and weapons five times between 1981 and 85. For those that don't know... Form and weapons isn't um, isn't combat, is it? It's it's all about technique yeah. with forms, and then weapons is you know demonstration with weapons. It, that's also not separated into male and female. That's like a open to both sexes. And she won. Uh, she took first place in forms thirty two times and first place in weapons twelve times in thir in her first thirty eight tournaments. Grandmaster of five tournaments. Came first place in four out of the five fighting events. She was the first woman to appear on the cover of a martial arts magazine, and in 1983, she was inducted into the Black Belt Magazine Hall of Fame as Female Competitor of the Year. Nice one. She was discovered by Golden Harvest Film Production Company whilst on Ernie Reyes' demonstration team. Ernie Reyes, a famous American um, karate demonstrator. Uh, two years later, in 85, she made her first martial arts movie called Yes, Madam. <laughs> it's a great title. <laughs> have you seen that one? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, it's actually very, very good. I saw a clip of it yesterday, actually. Did you? Yeah, somebody on Twitter posted a clip of it. How many of Rothrock's films do you think you've seen? Oh, I don't know. A few. Uh, yeah. I've got quite a few of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember um, looking at your film library and seeing a lot, yeah. of, a lot of her stuff. Uh, yes, Madam is also known as Police Assassins or In the Line of Duty Part 2. Uh, she became known, uh, she was actually one of the few Western performers to achieve uh, stardom in, Hong, in the Hong Kong film industry before uh, in her own country. Yeah, she did. It took a few years, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, her American films, when she finally did come over to do them, was Martial Law, No Retreat, No Surrender 2, Guardian Angel... Uh, Honor and Glory and Undefeatable, these ones with Jeffrey Ho, and of course, China O'Brien. Oh, yes, indeed, yeah. And that's why we're covering her. She is a bona fide action star. Yeah, and that picture of her where she's topless, just doing a high kick, wearing little denim hot pants. You pointed then. Are you looking at that picture right now? <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at it for years. <laughs> yeah, that is the most perfect poster you could ever have, ever. 
Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I'm off to look at it again. <laughs> this film was called Bloody Mary Killer for Chinese audiences and actually was released with extra features with the Chinese cast members. You know, the sort of comic relief that's in this. Yeah, which is, again, what Godfrey Ho does, doesn't it? He just like, keeps bits, adds bits, changes it, makes it, puts it out as a different film. Speaking of uh, the cast, Cynthia Rothrock did claim in an interview about this film that her co-stars had such difficulty remembering their lines that... Uh, Portions of the dialogue had to be written down and taped to her forehead <laughs> for the actors to read. <laughs> I'd love for that to be. Get a, get a Blu-ray with some behind-the-scenes footage of Cynthia Rothrock with some sticks. <laughs> it's just like pieces of paper stuck to her head. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, this film has an IMDb rating of 4.2 out of 10 and a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 58%. That's not that bad. For what it is, yeah, yeah. For what it is, I mean, it's it's literally just a martial arts film, isn't it? It's not. It's not trying to do anything else. The plot. So Cynthia Rothrock, she's Christy Jones, and uh, she's all about vengeance, which she is in most of her films. I think they're all revenge, aren't they? And that's the classic martial arts film. What else is there? Mm. Just for fun. You can't do it for fun, Shits otherwise you'd gigs. be the baddie. No, because then you're the bad guy. There has to be a point, that, and you know, it's usually, I don't want to have to do this, but now I've got no choice. Yeah. Well, she starts off with it, with another classic uh, plot, isn't it, that she's trying to put her sister through college, so that's why she's doing the fights. She's, she's getting money to put her sister yeah. through college, but then it turns sour. Uh, the plot of this, as I say... Go uh, for it, go on. Kirsty Jones avenges her sister's death at the hands of a crazed martial arts rapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the worst kinds of rapists, isn't it? If you think is. about it. He's raping not only women, but also martial arts. <laughs> and he's crazed. Yeah. You can tell that by his eyes. <laughs> and his mullet. Uh, these these films, uh, the martial arts films, are basically all action films. Uh, I think we've, we've probably said all this before. Are only as good as the villain. Oh, yeah. And, and this guy is absolutely amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> this guy's got three or four different personas throughout of it. First, he's like the stone-cold, badass killer, like um, fight-to-the-death kind of... Um, yeah, he's he's brilliant, isn't he? Then he's like a mommy's boy. I don't even... And then he's a crazed killer, but then he's also kind of like a sly, almost Ted Bundy-style killer. He's, he's got it all, this man. And at some occasions appears to be a cyborg. Yes, <laughs> Which, yeah, he's brilliant. He really is. That is, it's Don Don Nam. Yes, as Stingray or Paul. Yeah, <laughs> depending on which mood he's in. Yeah, you're not introduced to him as Stingray until about a third of the way through the film. No, right? no, no. I think they do mention it, but no one really cares. He's just called Paul. Yeah, I got some taglines, Ken. If you're interested, yes, please. Yes, you've got the one that uh, I saw, which is on the front cover of the DVD, which was Out of the Ring. Into the fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. In a fight to the finish. Yeah, that's on the front of my my DVD, that one. And then another one. When the shadow of a serial killer falls, the terror starts. Hmm. Okay. That, that's like a like a gritty thriller. That one, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like a horror film, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which ones do you prefer out of that? The first one. Yeah, it's it's more. It's more like, you know, that's what it is. Fight then the again, finish. you put Cynthia Rothrock on the front with fists up. If you pardon that expression. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, when this film starts, I actually thought I had a Red Shoe Diaries episode on because 
there's a woman just sitting like it's all like sort of soft focus, isn't yeah, it? It is, yeah. It's just uh... <laughs> with her, she's sort of just chatting and looking out into the distance, and like all those red shoe things started with a woman just remembering a, a saucy time in her life. Yeah, she's talking about Paul, who used to be so loving, but now he he sometimes hurts me. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paul. <laughs> used to be so sweet but he's changed he's violent sometimes he hurts me Paul used to make a good living as a mechanic now he just fights and this is this is Anna and she's talking to her therapist Anna then goes on to tell us about more about Paul. He used to make a good living as a mechanic, but now he just fights. At which point we get one of the best introductions to anyone ever in a film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, you can only assume at this point, is Paul yeah. in a fight. Yeah, mid-fight, mid <laughs> sweating, got, got the crazy eyes. He's got a fantastic permed mullet. Oh, yes. It's, it's amazing. It's a thing of beauty, this yeah. is. It really is great. It's like a slow motion as well. So like he shakes his head a little bit and some sweat comes off him. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are your initial impressions of this man, Ken? Uh, well, I know he's not to be messed with just from that, <laughs> just from that split second appearance. And uh, the, the um, psychiatrist who's called Dr. Simmons, she asks Anna, um, oh, is it pro-boxing that Paul does? And Anna says, no, this is different. And she's not wrong. This is, they've got full boxing gloves on, but it's kickboxing rules in a ring. Mm -hmm. And you net, like, no one ever fights like this for the rest of the film. It's just this one fight where they've got mouth guards in and stuff like that. Anna says, uh, he fights for money in a ring anywhere at any time. They call these fights death matches. It's not really pro boxing, is it? That you don't get many of them called that. No. Also, the slow mo that you then see doesn't do any favors for the for the fight clips here because <laughs> it looks fucking <laughs> terrible. I mean, obviously, uh, the guy who plays Paul is probably proficient in martial arts, but he is indeed, put boxing yes. gloves on him, and you know they're pulling their punches, and it's in slow mo. It's yes. hardly Rocky, put it that way. No, <laughs> no, he is actually a martial artist as well. Yes, yeah, and a, a personal trainer, kickboxing coach, and all that stuff. But yeah, and he, serial killer and uh, wide-eyed, crazy lunatic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he quickly dispatches of uh, his opponent in this. I like. Did you like his fin? He's uh, no, not the finisher maneuver, but the one that gets the guy on the ropes. Yeah, he turns. <laughs> he turns, runs, runs up the like he's wrestling, runs up the turnbuckle and jumps off into a flying kick that sends the guy sort of face first into the ropes. That's because he's just watched him do it without any defence or thinking, what's he up to here? Yeah, not follow him and as he's climbing, just push him off or something. <laughs> he thinks, I better just stand here and wait. <laughs> yeah, and then he gives him a... Uh, there's the slow-mo of the guy like leaning against the ropes for ages. Yeah, yeah, he's in the foreground. You get uh, crazy-eyed Paul behind him and uh, raises the elbow and he brings it down on his spine. Yeah, like three <laughs> times. Yeah, which um, I, I think was done a little bit better in the start kickboxer, to be honest with you, mm. but <laughs> it was certainly more effective. It looks devastating. However, though, yeah, he does. It's enough to spit out his gum shield. Yeah, blood. That's it. Game over. Blood dripping from the mouth. Imagine imagine uh, you've got trouble with your car, yeah, and yeah. you take it in, say, I'll get somebody to have a look at it, 
And it's Paul, who's earning a good living as a mechanic. <laughs> him greeting you. With his boxing gloves on. Yeah, with his big wide-eyed stare. <laughs> <laughs> and his mullet. You'd just be like, oh, whatever he says, I'm just going to pay for. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever else he adds on top of it, it's absolutely okay. Yeah. Crazy, crazy mad, clearly. Well, Anna, if she doesn't want to leave Paul, in case, you know, he gets mad... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah, a good which, chance. Which he might. And uh, Dr. Simmons says that Anna has to do what's good for her, not Paul. Mm-hmm. Very wise. Do you have anywhere to stay, she asks. And we never hear a response because she looks into the distance for a few moments. Mm. And then it cuts. Yeah, because we ain't got time for that anymore. What we have got time for is an obvious uh, couple of hoodlums. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a quick cut to these these guys. I mean, you see them coming into your working place, your establishment. And uh, you know you're going to get robbed instantly. <laughs> it's no question about it. They're robbing a, a cafe, I think. And a little Chinese kid, he's got a little can of soda. Yes. And he, he wants to pay for it. And they just violently just... <laughs> so what he does there, with no awareness of what's going on at all, is he just interrupts an armed robbery by saying, can I just pay for this, please? <laughs> <laughs> what's this kid, you reckon, about 10? Yeah, somewhere like that, yeah. It's just weird. To be honest, I thought these guys, maybe they're not all by, maybe they're Robin Hood types, because they say, actually, kid, you don't have to pay for that, it's free. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden... <laughs> but then they do push him to the ground. <laughs> yeah. So forcefully, in fact, that he slides al- across the floor, sort of similar to Steven Seagal in Belly of the Beast, that sort of <laughs> that sort of speed. Yeah, well, he's, he's, his slide is stopped uh, as he hits the feet of an obvious martial artist because he's got a, a high-waisted trouser with a tucked-in jumper. <laughs> this is one of my favourite ever detectives in any film <laughs> this is a man that i would have in my film if i was going to cast someone as a detective yeah his name is detective nick demarco you can tell he's a cop straight away you can tell he means business without having to go into it i think it's better if we just play the clip of him and the two robbers conversing and you really get a sense of the acting in this film <laughs> do i get mine on the house too no way asshole you gotta pay well that's not fair you gave the kid his for free or maybe you're just too much of a chicken shit to pick on someone your own size. He's right. You shouldn't play favorites. Okay, tough guy, come and get some for free. Come on, tough guy! <laughs> Suck my dick! Suck this, jerk off. Hey, come on, Nick, we gotta go. Hey. What's this? Just a couple of pumps giving me a warm-up. I'll see you for police brutality, pig. Yeah, yeah, shut up. He ends up basically manhandling them, doesn't he, and throwing them against the wall, and one screams police brutality, old Tash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's not a very good talker, is he? His teeth are wrong. Oh, t- yeah, yeah, his teeth are on backwards, I think. Yeah, he, he does actually say, um, uh, and this is a quote, okay? He says, suck my dick at this point, and uh, he actually says, shock, because he's got that teethy lisp. Shock, shock my dick, like Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery's come in. <laughs> he was playing Bond. Not now, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Shock my dick. <laughs> yeah. I bet he has said that in the past, hasn't he, Sean? He's not saying dick, is he? <laughs> He's saying gold member. <laughs> oh, no, that's Austin Powers. Shock my cockle-doodle-doo. <laughs> cockle shall be. <laughs> Anyway, our first sighting of Rothrock. <laughs> That's enough of Sean. Yeah, sorry, Sean, get out of here. Our first sighting of Cynthia Rothrock, and she's in a gang from Greece, I think. 
Yeah, it's, it's an unusual look, isn't it, in the middle of uh, America? Everyone's wearing the same leather jacket and the same ice blue denim jeans. Yeah, it's because they're a gang. Yeah. As you find out later, they're the Red Dragons. Yeah. And we hear about Karen's tuition needs to be paid and it's due this month. Yeah, because although they're a gang, uh, they do get involved in each other's personal lives. They've mm-hmm. got an interest. It's not just all strictly business. Not just all illegal fighting on the streets, is it? They've also taken interest in, in her family life. Which is very nice. Yeah, so she, as we said before, she's putting her younger sister Karen through college. She's going to become a doctor. Uh, they reach the meeting place, and we've got three gangs, Ken. We've got Rothrock's T-Birds, known as the Red Dragons. <laughs> we've got a, a like a group of sort of black kids. They're all in matching pirate bandanas, like skull yeah, and crossbones. I didn't get what they were called, that gang. No. One, one, the, the guy who fights has got like a champion, like a tennis hoodie with uh, just some like bike chains just crisscrossed over his chest. Mm-hmm. That was a good look, though, back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And then the guys who organise all this, they're like a mafioso-looking guy. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Suits and sunglasses. Yeah. And uh, can I just say at this point that uh, she looks great in this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, can Got on. the ginger hair. It's red. Red hair. Yeah. Yeah. You say ginger hair, it's uh, it's immediately sort of like a... a what's it word? What's it? <laughs> what you mean because they're orange no a um derogatory it's used as a derogatory term isn't it ginger but she's a redhead that's, okay that's auburn that'll do yeah auburn hair uh the, and uh the guy who she's fighting says hey baby you like it rough let's just skip this fight and go back to my place it's a classic thing everyone says things like that to her I mean, she's not there for street fighting. She's not going to be taking up street fighting if she can't do it, is she? Yeah. <laughs> so why would they immediately think, imagine if she'd gone, yeah, go on then. Then they just went off to his place, beats the shit out of him <laughs> for free. <laughs> yeah. She says, you're going to be too busy looking for your teeth. Oh, and he says, oh, so it's going to be like that, huh? <laughs> is that, well, yeah, that's what we're here for, yeah. isn't it? A gang fight. Yeah. So it is. It's Rothrock versus this this uh, pirate, and everyone starts stamping and clapping like we will rock you. It's about to fucking play. Yeah, they're all doing it at different like, times as well. Aren't they? <laughs> they can't even choreograph that properly. And then you get the like slow motion of their feet moving into position. Both of them, like yeah, the pirate you achieve stance. Yeah, you've never trained, have you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is purely stance work. They're looking at each other's stance. They're adapting their stance. That's how it works. That's how you start a proper fight. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if it was just Kimbo Slice who just goes in and just lays into her, knocks her out <laughs> straight away. <laughs> no, no skills whatsoever. <laughs> no, everyone who ever fights in a martial arts film is martial arts trained. That's a rule. Yeah. Even if it's just some incidental character that there's no reason they would be knows how to do it properly. Like and everyone in this film. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. As this this film sums up martial arts films of the nineties yeah. beautifully. Do you think that? This might have been bought by me before, but do you think that having every single person be able to do martial arts takes away from your main characters being no. so good at martial arts? No, because the, I think the fact that the other characters can do martial arts but are not as good as the main characters shows how good the main character's martial arts is actually at that level. Yeah. That's the so, point, I think. Yeah. So, so every, everyone can do some, but not everyone's as good as these guys. Mm. That's the point. But when, like, the mom coming out of the shop, starts throwing high kicks. It's a bit like, hmm, <laughs> maybe only Rothrock should be the one beating up men. No. <laughs> nah, but you, nah. you want to live in a world where all women can beat men up, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if they're looking like Rothrock. 
Obviously not if they're just like massive like sumo wrestler women. I don't want any of that. A massive sumo wrestler woman would beat the shit out of us two. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I don't want it. If you're a massive sumo wrestling woman, just, just keep your distance. Which would be difficult if you're that fat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Diablo, looks like you lose. Yeah. Okay, pay up. Good fight. $600. Three! Three! Uh, Rothrock, she must be wearing some of those Chuck Norris karate jeans mm-hmm. here. She's got them on, hasn't she? Yep, finally got them in the post. Still yeah. waiting for mine. Not much giving real in the gusset of real jeans, Kenneth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you leave Cynthia Rothrock's gusset to me, okay? <laughs> uh, she gives him a back kick, leg split pin on the floor, face down. It's whoever's hand touches the floor first is the loser in these fights. Yeah, it's it's not much of a like, fight, to be honest, if that's the only rule. You know, as I say, you just score a lucky punch, then that's it, finished one. We find out that the, the pirate was called Diablo. <laughs> El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, no, El Diablo. <laughs> Rothrock, she wins $600 for that. Yeah, she I know. Had to kick it's him not once. too bad, but yeah, she does the splits, though. I'd pay her $600 if she came and did the splits for me. Do, um, the police, the police. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying now. Why are you reacting like that? <laughs> These are half my notes. <laughs> Just me offering Cynthia Rothrock things. Uh, the police turn up. They're all they all scatter. Cynthia drops her money all over the floor. Well, actually, I think they throw it. And uh, obviously, the cops are, uh, as previously found, it's Detective Nick Demargo and his uh, sidekick. I've got, was this guy's bloody? I've name? got his name. I'll oh, look. Mike. Yeah, I called him something else What later. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can call him whatever you want. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a guy, what an idiot. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, they're, they're the cops, obviously, because they're pretty much the only cops in town. They are, aren't they? You never yeah. see another cop until <laughs> the... the uh, well, you, you see them at the murder scenes, and then you realise why no one else does anything except those two. But uh, we meet her sister, Karen, now. She's at college. We get some light-hearted stuff about the, the, the Red Dragons applying for college. They come up to meet her because they need her to help bail um, Rothrock out of jail. Yeah, they've got to get Christy out. And she says, oh, are you applying for college? And one of them says, our IQ is too high for college. And they all like... Yeah, and they all laugh and high-five each other. Uh, they tell Karen, as I say, Christy's arrested. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the main one of the Red Dragons out of the three of these idiots says, uh, anyway, once the cops meet you and see how beautiful, no, sorry, see how you're her beautiful sister and a terrific student, they'll chill out and let her go. Karen says, yes, that makes sense. She does, yeah. She totally ignores the uh, ridiculous over-the-top compliments. And before they do go, they meet Dr. Simmons, who is the psychiatrist earlier on, who you may remember, Anna was talking to in a red shoes diary <laughs> moment yeah yeah who says are you coming to class and she just goes no no i'm gonna go and do something else i'll go away with these the all asian cast of greece <laughs> i'm off uh, just going over with the red dragons <laughs> they do like, a fighting stance and she's like all right then well i'll see you later yeah <laughs> she's not overly strict is she dr simmons when it comes to her class she looks at the the uh the red dragons and says 
So, are you doing some sort of research for your abnormal psychology project? <laughs> she really doesn't like Asian bikers. No, well, it was the 90s. She'd probably seen uh, Miami Connection. <laughs> <laughs> she knew they were probably up to no good ninja selling stupid cocaine and the like. Listen to me. <laughs> She's not stupid, Dr. Simmons. She's a bloody doctor. Cut to Rothrock, she's in an interrogation room. You got DeMarco, he offers her tea, but very, very close to her face. He wants... saw, do, you know, do you know what he's got? Because he's taken his sports jacket off and he's yeah. just got that jumper, that sweater that was uh, tucked in. Do you know what that says? It's white lettering on a white jumper, so it's quite difficult to read. But I did read it. I don't know what this means, but it, it says, it's initials, it says B-U-M Equipment. Bum equipment, yeah. which I thought was a bit of an unusual thing to wear, but to, for anyone to wear. But anyway, yeah, he does. Seriously, that's what it said. I've not looked that up to find out what it was. Mm. I'm guessing it was some sort of gym gym equipment or some something like that. I think it's to do with anal sex. <laughs> it could be. Or homeless sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Or both. Do you reckon he's talking about Home, like homeless anal sex? Do you reckon it's like a euphemism for homeless people's penises? <laughs> yeah, I think he probably has. Any detective Nick DeMarco <laughs> yeah. walking around advertising homeless men's penises? Yeah, he's doing his bit for the community. Yeah, white on white, so it's not totally. He's not noticeable, but he is thinking about them at all times. Yeah, if if. if <laughs> He's got all time. He's raising awareness <laughs> for it because if he doesn't, who else will? You're right, and I hope that we've helped that cause. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, by mentioning it there, <laughs> although you probably cut that anyway. You clearly don't know how I work. <laughs> that's staying in. Tea. What's wrong? You don't like tea? Do you know how long I've been waiting here? So. Don't you like it here? What do you want from me? I told you I didn't do anything. I want the names of the other fighters, and I want to know who runs the fight. Rothrock, she's playing hardball. She ain't no snitch. No, but uh, she she's like, well, you know, what are you messing with me for? I've got a job. She works in a diner. I've got a horse. Apparently. i got a ranch. <laughs> i got a girl. Cold iron. She, uh, yeah, she's got a job at a diner. She's got bills to pay. She's got a sister in college. Why don't you go and do your real jobs and catch rapists and murderers? Have that, Detective Nick DeMarco. Uh, DeMarco plays both good cop and bad cop in that scene. At one point, he's like... Um, I don't know, you, you seem too good for, you know, get off the streets and all and all of a sudden he's like he's like, we can stay here all night if you want her all week. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you want to play it? <laughs> yeah, we could be here for hours, days, weeks, months. <laughs> he does the cool guy sit down as well. Did, did you see that? Yes, when he put, of course he does. He yeah. turns the chair around and straddles it. Yeah. Well he's you know, he's cock of the walk. Yeah. You know, he's there. He's looking at it right in the eye while he's doing it. Yeah, he's not wearing Chuck Norris jeans, so you just hear a rip as he uh yeah, he <laughs> as just, he cocks his leg over. Oh shit. Just pulls his hamstring. In comes his detective sneering at the fact that Rothrock says she's got a job. Yeah, this is Mike yeah. again. I call him Detective Bob Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the pitch. 
<laughs> she works at the Moonlit Cafe. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? It does sound nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Man? But, you know, DeMarco, he's on the ball. He's a super cop. He doesn't believe she makes money from that. Not $600. He picks it up. He's got it on the side there. He's like, you don't make this from the diner. Yeah. She says, tits. Oh, no, no, so no. tips. No, she <laughs> says tips. Sorry, it's, it's from my tips. Yeah. Well, she says that, you know, uh, she's trying to put her sister through college. Why don't you go and, you know, rapists and murderers? Why don't you go arrest them? And uh, Bob Jackass says that uh, her sister is here. And her arrest record, whilst containing fighting and disturbing the peace, is clean. No convictions. So uh, DeMarco lets her go. He says, stay off the streets, you'll live longer. Mm-hmm. That's true for everyone. And then he says, Or stay in here forever! (laughs) Hours, days, weeks, months! (laughs) (laughs) And then they have a classic uh, classic chat, don't they, the partners? Once they've gone, he says, Nick, I think you've made a mistake. And he says, No, Mike. She's okay. Yeah, you're wrong on this one, jackass. She's okay. (laughs) They also refer to her as kid. She's a good kid. Yeah. Uh, I had a look. She was 36 when she made this. <laughs> I could not find out how old he was. I know. I couldn't say, you know when you go on IMDb, no yeah. one has their picture there's except nothing. for Cynthia yeah. Rothrock. There's nothing about this guy, John. Yeah. Although he was in, um, what else was he in? John Miller was also in Homicide Life on the Street. He was homeless, in homeless people again. <laughs> Oh, patterns, <laughs> patterns emerging. Yeah, and plus they were both also, uh, Rothrock and uh, Miller, were in Honour and Glory, the previous Godfrey Superb. Ho film. So, you know, they, they, they've got previous together. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Cut to Paul, and uh, he's, he's turning up at home. Uh, he, he shares it with Anna, of course. He's got some flowers. He has, he's got a mullet, leather nice. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> he's still got the mullet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have to keep saying he's got the, he's got a mullet. She's making dinner in the kitchen, and he wants some sexy sex with her at this point. Yeah, well, he's just got home, hasn't he? Uh, and she says that she doesn't want to. She's not too keen. She just wants to finish dinner. And, uh, and to be fair to him, he takes it very well. <laughs> oh, sweetheart, why don't you just get cleaned up while I finish cooking your dinner? Come on. Paul, please, dinner's almost ready. Come on, Mommy. I want to play. Paul, I'm not in the mood. We can't ah! a bitch before you ruin my mood! Yeah, just rapes her on the, in the kitchen, really, just over the kitchen counter. Over the steaks. <laughs> he rips off her underwear. She's crying. He's uh, up to his tricks. Uh, and the steak's burning, to be honest. It's just there cooking away. We get a nice close-up of the steak, which I thought was a fantastic um, juxtaposition of what's going on that we're not seeing. <laughs> Meat. <laughs> yeah sizzling meat that was that was going to be the name of the podcast but uh, we decided against it last minute that's, that's my side project <laughs> yeah she, there's plates all over the floor he's really gone to town any in this scene yeah he's uh he's having memories of the fight that we've just seen him have yeah. as well during all of this which is uh riling him right up yeah. If you'll pardon that expression too. <laughs> yeah, the, the steak he gets out of the pan looks raw still. I don't know. I think it looked quite nice. It's massive. Yeah. He doesn't have any of that salad that she's prepared because he's thrown that on the floor. Just sits and eats steak. Whilst nice. Anna's just huddled in the corner. Yeah. That's how, that's how you do stuff when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. She never did say thank you for the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> It's alive! It's alive! 
Paul goes to to an office. He wants his money. He wants twenty grand. Twenty grand to get in a boxing ring and fucking elbow someone in the head. Jesus Christ! I know. Yeah, it's not a bad fight, is it? That we didn't even see anybody else at the fight. It was just these two guys in a ring. There's nobody else there. How the hell's he earning that? Who's putting that money up? Lou, big Lou, <laughs> big Lou Tremsky. All of them. <laughs> yeah. He's got another deal for him though, Ken. Get yeah. this. <laughs> I wrote that down as well. A hun- this new fight. <laughs> hundred grand for a fight with the boys from Philly. Hundred thousand dollars for one fight. That's a lot of quiche, isn't it? In a, in a death match. This is when we find out his name's Stingray. Yeah. His nickname. And he asked him if he's treating Anna well. And yeah. he says How's Anna Stingray? He says, Yeah, real good. I just raped her. <laughs> Still mistake was nice. And he says, enjoy it while you can. Monday, we're back in the gym. He's non-stop, isn't he, Lou? Yeah. He's a real taskmaster. He is, yeah. He comes back home, more flowers. Yeah, he's got more flowers, though, fair dues. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a nice guy. Uh, there's a picture on the side showing them together as well. I noticed this. Stingray's smiling, and she has this haunted look. I like the fact that even in photos around the house, <laughs> she has this <laughs> this haunted look about her. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's a clear lunatic, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine her bringing a, like, a boyfriend home and it's him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he thinks maybe she's hiding from him. Um, Ken, do you think Stingray likes hiding games? He doesn't appear to be a fan of hiding games, no. Oh. <laughs> no, due, due to the line that he gives us, which I actually really laughed at. Uh, but then again, there's a, lot, there's a lot of laughing in this film, just at stuff that you shouldn't really laugh. It says, Anna, baby, I'm home. Anna, I have a surprise for you. Foul rape. (laughs) (laughs) That was his thoughts that Dom provided. Anna, where are you? I said I'm home. If you're hiding, I'll break your fucking neck. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the camera follows him around the house, but not upstairs. No, we never go upstairs. We have to to sit and wait for him to to check upstairs. It shouldn't take that long, so it can't be that big. I have have the thought of him... um, just going upstairs and standing at the top, the actor, <laughs> just waiting. It's like, <laughs> okay, now down. Like, that seems like long enough. But I like the fact that he thinks that she might just be playing a little game. Yeah. Why would she be hiding? Surely if she was hiding, she'd have just left the fucking house, wouldn't she? She wouldn't be hiding in the house. Yeah. It takes him less than a minute to search it. That would have yeah. been the shittiest hiding ever. Anyway, no, he doesn't like hiding games, and uh, she's not there. Anna? Where are you? I said I'm home. If you're hiding, I'll break your fucking neck. She has left a note, though, and a locket. Mm -hmm. It says, the the note, not the locket, it says, Paul, by the time you read this, I'll be gone. It's a lovely start. (laughs) I left you your favourite dinner. She has done as well. She's <laughs> yeah. cooked him dinner again. Okay, I no. noticed the dinner was just there on the table. Steak and salad again. <laughs> Says, your love has turned to abuse. Your touch has turned to pain. I am not your mother. Every time you call me mommy, you choke the life out of me. Yeah, actually, you did do that during the rape scene. I deserve better and I'm leaving you. I'm returning your mother's pendant. Don't try to find me. I'm not coming back. And Stingray's response is absolutely superb. He puts the, the, the letter down, looks up into the distance, 
Didn't, jump, jump. D- does she not say something about the the, doc- the doctor had told her? Yeah, 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 yeah. She mentions that Doctor Simmons was right. I need to do something good for myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Just name checking the doctor for yeah. him. He stands up and just goes, "No," you know, like um, <laughs> oh, what's his name from Hellraiser? What's a fucking Uncle Uncle Frank? Yeah, like Uncle Frank when she throws the, the box out the window. He's like that. And then he picks up and does he throw his steak? He picks his steak up barehanded and throws it against the wall. He just throws everything against That's the wall, amazing. doesn't he? He just smashes the whole place to pieces. It's brilliant. I like the first thing to hand was his steak and he just picks it up and throws it barehanded. <laughs> he at least had one bite out of it. And then he we trash- don't know what time she left. That yeah. might have been stone cold, that steak. Push! Oh, hell yeah. Stone cold steak. Stone cold steak, Austin. <laughs> Uh, she trashes the he trashes the place while saying "Ah oh, no," <laughs> as you would. <laughs> His pendant plays a little tune. That pendant that'd be fucking annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it was the pendant or whether it was just a flashback sort of memory noise. Oh yeah, he's remembering his childhood, isn't yeah. he? His mom choosing a bloke over over her own son. Yeah, this is the next day, isn't it? Oh, is it? I, thought I, it was think, like... I think I put flashback next day. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he's still sat there just upset and yeah. he has a flashback. And oh, it, this is why he's mental, you see, because he's got mommy issues about her neglecting yeah. and leaving they, him. They're, 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 <laughs> there's two people. It's like cow and chicken. You don't actually get to see them. It's just their legs walking around. There's these kids <laughs> sat there upset about something. And um, yeah, they're just like... But I can't leave him. He's my child. And, it's, well, and it's, the guy, as reasonable as ever, uh, well, he's not my child, so it's either him or me. <laughs> and the mum's like, well... And he's just sat there wide-eyed with a big mullet. With the kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shirt off. Flowers in his hand. <laughs> yeah, just a bit upset about it. But you can imagine it would be. Yeah. When, I mean, we, I mean, when we cut back, Ken, this is a fucking odd scene, isn't it? Yeah, it, and massively irrelevant to everything. Because yeah. it's just for this one scene, isn't it? He's shirtless. Oiled up by the looks of it. Got yeah. a bit of oil on himself. Yeah, he has, yeah. It's like, Anna, I'll find you. Yeah. I'll find you. And whilst, then, whilst he's like there, then he just spray paints his hair a touch. Yeah, he gets some red spray paint and sprays stripes through like the top, like two stripes down the top of his head. And yeah, he says, I will find you. <laughs> thing is, they're, um, they're not actually that visible, these stripes. No. And they're not there at all. Anyway, afterwards, but I think a little bit in this next scene. I, th- I but think that's the, about yeah, it. you get one next scene, and then the rest of it. He's obviously washed his beautiful perm mullet, and uh, it's gone again. Yeah, looks like fucking Rufio from the Hook. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really not sure why he does it, but no. still. I uh, cut to a couple of a uh, couple of young adults getting frisky in the car park. Yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of just uh, like full on romance kissing in this, isn't there? It's like that. It's just like walk back to your car from wherever you've been. And suddenly it's just like... Yeah, he throws her <laughs> all against... over each other. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? Yeah. He throws her against the car, get a little kissy-kissy, and um, something gets thrown at them. Is it water? It's he... ice. Ice. It's ice, yeah. He's, he's got an iced drink. Yeah, just throws it from out of his paper cup. Uh, and the guy obviously isn't happy. He threatens to kick the guy's ass. And in comes Evil Stingray, looking like Jerry Seinfeld here. <laughs> he says, what are you doing with my wife? He's got, like, the red streaks in his hair, and he's got, like, dark eye makeup underneath yeah. his eyes, doesn't he? Give him, like, a haunted look. Yeah. It's not actually his wife, by the way. No. That is not his wife. No, he thinks it's his wife. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld's really pissed off at this point. <laughs> what the hell? I'll take care of this. 
Look, buddy, I don't know who you are, but I'm gonna kick your ass! What are you doing with my wife? What? I'm not your wife, mister! Shut up, Anna! Well, that's it, man! <laughs> Pokes his eyes out and throws him out off the. Like, <laughs> up, like what you reckon, third floor? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just throws him off and lands on a car. Yeah. And then he takes the wife. It takes the double eye poke, doesn't he? Yeah. And he just pulls out his eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. Well, I don't know, it's talented, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then he does. And he just kicks him over the thing. <laughs> and <just> smashes <laughs> into a van. Lands on a car. It's a good, good stunt, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. 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 It's just funny. And then he just advances on the woman. Gut. Next scene. Roth Rock, she's working at a diner. It's Yeah, it's Christy. It's Christy in full waitress uniform. And, uh, God, she's good at her job, isn't she? She's she, very... knows, she knows the customers. She knows their interests. She's having a chat with them. Oh, she's, she's very personable, isn't she? Yeah, she's great at her job. To a young girl asking her to make sure she's getting on well at school. Yeah. And then she notices DeMarco. He's sitting there with his big fucking bummer jumper on. <laughs> He is, yeah, with his perfect hair. Is it against the law for him to be just following her, telling her to get do something better with her life? <laughs> I think it's against the law, no. No, is it? Is it but to be honest, though, then? To be honest, he is absolutely fucking everywhere that she is. Yeah. So I don't know whether he's got any other cases on. No, it doesn't <laughs> seem just like follows it. Over a lot. I like it later on, uh, the, the chief actually asks him, like, isn't there a fucking murder on? Why are you working out? <laughs> Why are you working out with a stick? Get fucking back to work. But anyway, back to this scene, and uh, yeah, he's there, and uh, yeah, he, he has a coffee, yeah, and um, then he gets a call. He's got to go on his little pager. When he first sees her, he's like, "You were working as a waitress <laughs> <laughs> in the moonlit bar when I arrested like... <laughs> you." <laughs> yeah, but uh, she's having none of it anyway. She tells him to go piss up a rope. She does literally this time, so you know she means it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, he hasn't even paid for the coffee, which uh, the girl, thankfully, tells him is $1.50. Yeah. He leaves a big wedge of cash. I don't know how much cash that is. I think it was about $6. It was more than one fifty. Yeah. So, you know, he Roth, cares. Well, you know, uh, Christy, she gives him a little side-eye glance as he leaves. Big tip on the table, if you pardon the expression. <laughs> and uh, in come the Red Dragons telling her they've got a fight for her. Yeah. In the middle of the diner where she's working, yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? A gang just to turn up. Yeah, cut to a torture chamber. It's like a warehouse, isn't it? <laughs> and it's Stingray. He's greased up. He's shirtless. Couldn't look more fucking ridiculous if he tried. <laughs> he's got the fighting gloves on, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's, on a, he's using a punch bag, isn't he? Yeah, and the woman's sort of crying whilst he's working out on this punch bag. Yeah. And then he whips her with a few chains. Yeah, she's like chained up herself, isn't she? Like yeah, her arms, it's, like it's displayed. Super yeah. Brilliant. Starts whipping her, and we cut away. They discover the body of the guy who's had his eyes knocked out. Yeah, Sun Kim, his name is, and he was a karate champion. What the world karate champion? Oh my god! He was beaten to death. Nose broken, eyes gouged out, according to Detective Jackass. Yeah, and there's a strange bruise on his neck. Yeah. It was like, yeah, okay, well, let's focus on that, not the rest of what you've just said. Yeah, that came <laughs> not from... his eyes gouged out. Yeah. <laughs> That's an unusual bruise, isn't it? The strange <laughs> bruise on his neck was delivered by Detective One Line, who you never see for the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually put here, DeMarco, the actor, like, is his name? John Miller. Yeah. He's a fucking awful actor, isn't oh, he? Oh, he's brilliant. You know what they say? They say the parking attendant noticed that Sun Kim came in with a woman 
who was unaccounted for. So the parking attendant saw that, but didn't see fucking <laughs> Rufio from Hook turn up. Oh, he's a busy man. Fucking, and he's throw att- him out. He's attending many cars. Throw him off the roof. He didn't see that, but he saw fucking Sun Kim and a woman. Yeah, he likes women. Fucking hell. I was going to say, he was a parking attendant, you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the girl in the car are missing. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway, the captain. Captain's on the radio. He tells them to get their ass somewhere else, so they do. This is a weird cut, because when they do that, it looks like, oh, captain's on the line for you. And then the, the quick cut yeah. show makes it look like they're walking into a porter potty together to talk to the captain. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's immediately they're, they're at the scene, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, so funny. Yeah, and they also they come from different sides of the camera as well. Yeah. They? they meet in the middle of the, in front of the camera. And then, then they walk together. Really close behind yeah. each other. <laughs> Too close. Yeah. Open it up. There's a body inside. I thought Ken was going to have to get his shit alarm ready. <laughs> thought they both, that's what they're both going for. My shit alarm was going off miles before this. <laughs> <laughs> I like this bit as well, where they open it up and just go, looks like she was raped and tortured. <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> She's just sat on a porta potty. <laughs> they're like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. There's some flowers on her. Yeah, uh, irises. Yeah, yeah. We get we get to that bit later. Is on. it like irises that are in your eyes? So I I, I don't know what the fuck. I think it's just because he kept bringing flowers home. Maybe it's his flower of choice. Right. I think he just likes them. But um, he just like they just get there. Yeah, it looks like she was raped and tortured. And he says, "Get some, get these photographs and report on my desk." And they just look at each other, nod, and then just both walk away yeah. together as well, <laughs> which is <laughs> brilliant. Secure the crime scene. They both <laughs> just both fuck off. Yeah, I'm just think. Well, they were there for like less than a minute. <laughs> they walked in, investigated it, left instantly. Rape. Yeah, that's rape and torture. That. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Excellent work, detective. See you back at the precinct. <laughs> Actually, I'll see you in the car. We come together, haven't we? So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we cut to the beat it music video. It's two gangs are in a warehouse. <laughs> it's, it's Rothrock's fight. It's a one thousand dollar bet. Yeah, this guy she's fighting. I fucking love this guy. Yeah, it, it's uh, the mafia guy, by the way. Rocco, his name is, which oh, is nice. classic mafia name as yeah. well. He's just in his suit. He's there taking the money again. His name's Rocco Two Tits. <laughs> you, know, you know, they've all got names like that, haven't they? <laughs> Yeah, and it's accurate. He's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Christy is she's offering one k, and she's getting three to one on her winning this fight, which is decent odds. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Rocco was there at the last fight. I mean, he was, so I don't know whether he's paying attention or he was just like dreaming about his tits. Yeah, and I don't know if he's ever met Bear before because there's no way you get three to one <laughs> for Rothrock against guy. against this fucking guy. Yeah, and it's just like that. He's like, oh, he's he's big. Are you sure you want to fight the bear? And this guy, <laughs> fucking, you know, like in like, um, like American Pie, you know, the guy that comes to the house party with the keg and he's pissed already. It's this guy. It's this same guy in every single film. He's not particularly in shape. He's not particularly tall either. No, he's Why not, is he he's, big? He's not big at all. He's no. just wearing NFL shoulder pads over his T-shirt. He's got yeah. a red bandana on. He's wearing Zubas. Yeah, we're not sure why he's got those pads on. But if you're allowed to wear that, why isn't she not wearing like Kevlar? And why don't she wear the full like kendo suit? Well, like she's got the <laughs> Chuck Norris New York Ninja. <laughs> she's got the the Chuck Norris jeans, so she doesn't need anything else, does she? To be fair. Oh man, I'd love to see her just fighting them. <laughs> 
Um, she actually says to because uh, one of the red dragons actually does mention this guy's massive. Yeah, even though he isn't. No, he's not at all. No, he's just higher up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just walking down. She does steps. say that to him. Yeah, no, no. He's just higher up. She says, "The bigger they are, the harder they fall." Mm. And uh, he even comes at us with some NFL-based smack talk. Yeah, he gives us a bit of abuse. He says, it's game time, rookie. Time to place you on the injury reserve. Yeah. She says, shut up. I actually said, actually, my note is, is this the best they could find to play this role? Because he doesn't <laughs> even like to, it's not even like he's a karate guy, this no, guy. No, he, he literally just runs at her. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, huh! She <laughs> just runs towards yeah. her. It's rubbish. I do like she responds to him with some sick rhymes. Yeah, she's not messing about. All right, you know the rules. No guns, knives, bricks, or anything else. And remember, if your hand touches the ground, you're done. It's game time, rookie. Time to place you on injury reserve. Poor little baby bear. Had to steal his mama's Tupperware. Now it's time to play. Not sure what she's talking about either, to be honest. To buy shoulder pads. That's not what you. That's not what Tupperware is. No, you don't keep food like fresh in shoulder pads. No, you keep it in your helmet. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like in the Little Giants. Yeah. Anyway, they have a big fight. Bear gets in his NFL linebacker pose, ready to make the tackle. Yeah, I guess. Ad- she adopts the stance. Yeah, I love how his gang are all in sports attire. Yeah. <laughs> this is the <laughs> sports gang. <laughs> yeah. The one guy's in like a Letterman jacket, like he's still in high school, and then another. Like, a lot of them are in like NFL merch of like NFL fucking teams. Bear like charges at her as well, and she just fucking round round the house kicks him. Yeah, she just flips over him. Actually, I, I got a message. Actually, someone saying that we we said it wrong. It's a roundhouse kick. Oh, really? Not, <laughs> not a roundhouse kick. <laughs> do you know? I've been wondering because we don't mention it every episode. No. That we do. We do that on purpose. Do yeah. We, so, <laughs> do you want to explain what that is, Ken? One of Dom's friends uh, just like mispronounced roundhouse kick and just said round the house kick. <laughs> <laughs> Around the house kick. Yeah, just we, like. This is like either just like, any room at all in the house, you could be kicked. <laughs> or with your. Like just some sort of like dislocated knee where <laughs> you can kick around corners. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we do that on purpose. But thanks for messaging in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Bad Movie Cult. When, oh when. When, oh when will you realise that it's called a roundhouse kick, not a round the house kick. <laughs> you do so many films of the martial arts genre, but you don't know the basic principles. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, Cynthia actually does like a really cool like run up the wall and launches off. Oh yes, yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. And um, it's a bit wasted on Bear, to be honest. Oh yeah, she didn't even do that to him, did yeah. she? I like the way she actually finishes the fight. She like flips him onto his back and then just kicks his hand to the floor yeah, with her like yeah, just stands on his hand with her like toe just pointed, just like puts it down, and that's it. It was absolutely shit. Bear was yeah, he was awful. Didn't even look imposing either. He just looks like any fucking like. A it's college kid. Guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He don't even look like a bear. He doesn't even dress like That's a bear. That's the worst thing. They should have got an actual bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been a good fight. No. <laughs> yeah. Just rips it to fucking Imagine pieces. <laughs> prime Rothrock getting killed by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Godfrey Ho. What are you playing at? Yeah. That was the perfect opportunity. I like once he wins, the mafioso says, Ha ha ha, you're done, bear. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and he just lost three grand. Yeah, Bear's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Bear's wife goes, oh no, Bear, and puts her hands to her face, very exaggerated. And then the red dragon guy's like, oh, right, yeah. 
I mean, it's all like one after the other, like <laughs> like they all take it in turns to react to the fight. Yeah, that's because they're just slower at noticing stuff. <laughs> and then my favourite bit, it's actually I put laughing like ha 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 to remind me how much I laughed was that Stingray turns up. <laughs> yeah, Stingray's just cruising. <laughs> On an abandoned lot yeah, next to yeah. a... He turns up looking out with his mullet blowing in the breeze. <laughs> and he, he looks at Bear's wife and he's like... Anna, <laughs> fucking hell! I think the connection is that she was wearing a uh, floral dress, which I did think was weird to be wearing to this fight. Yeah, because like, you know, gang members, gang members would have worn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked normal. Not yeah. like any weirder. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think that's what it is. And she has got like the long, wavy, dark hair. So immediately, Anna. Why the hell would Stingray be there? It's in the middle of nowhere. All of these drive-by suddenly yeah. noticing people are because why on earth wouldn't they be? Oh, man. I'm he's a... just out driving looking for Anna. I laughed so much when I first saw that. I was like, <laughs> of course he's there. <laughs> I was laughing already at Bear and then this. Looking mullet <laughs> flapping in the breeze. It is as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, the bottom bit. All, all in one go. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a couple of wisps of hair, that whole thing. The whole bottom bit is flapping. The rest is stationary. <laughs> They get to Bear's trailer anyway. He's, he's upset at the loss. This is, must be the first time in any film someone who's lost a tournament match. Mm. We get we go back to his house. Imagine in like Bloodsport, that first guy that Van Damme beats. We go and watch him go back to his house. Just upset. <laughs> yeah. He says, give me a Coke. And yeah, she's he's like, that upset. He needs a Coca-Cola to calm himself down. And I, asked, I actually made a note to ask you, Ken. Uh, she says, in a minute, I've got to go to the can. I've written it down. Yeah. Does she have a shit? Yeah. I've... Only got how long it takes, and I would suggest that the time it takes would be a no. Unless that was, that was a piss. Yeah, unless she just shit before, like she'd started already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Anna. Time to go, Anna. What? Let me go, Bear. Kill that bastard. Son of a bitch. Big fight, Bear versus Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, <laughs> that's twice now that Bear's gone for the big NFL tackle. Yeah, he doesn't know anything else, does he? He doesn't know if it's a fight or whether it's a game, or whether it's like, like the way the whistle's gone. He, yeah. doesn't know, he doesn't know what's going on. And twice in the same, twice in two hours, he's been thrown on his arse trying yeah. to do an NFL tackle on someone. Uh, he beats him up anyway, and yeah. does he kill him? Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. I think he snaps his neck. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, just advances on Anna, she screams fades out then cut immediate cut yeah to one of the prime <laughs> examples of my, <laughs> training my note is cut to demarco working a large pole <laughs> <laughs> he's got the old staff hasn't he yeah not not Lewandowski. no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he's doing some staff fight training yeah uh, which is a, a weird thing for a, a detective in like LA or wherever he is I don't yeah. know staff is in like a big stick not like he's not beating yeah. up he's other training police his officers. colleagues <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lots of slow-mo kicks lots of oil sticks it, it looks like he's in a dance studio as well it does yeah why the, yeah. Why the police got light, lights on the ceiling isn't there that would suggest it's a dance studio you know what would have been great music to play whilst he was doing this uh, I've got the power by snap <sighs> that is probably the best actually but you know what second best would have been flash dance She's a maniac, maniac. 
<laughs> that would have been good. That would have been yeah. brilliant, wouldn't it? And not only that, but bloody Bob Jackass turns up. He's got the little tiny sticks. Yeah. They're doing some little tiny stick training. Yeah. Nick, Nick's got a Tomfa stick at this point, hasn't he? Like a night stick. Yeah. The, the police issue night stick, and he's blocking these double stick attacks. That's, that's Mike, his partner. He absolutely fucking looks nothing like he'd be able to do stuff like that. I know, yeah, it's good, isn't it? I don't it? know if he can do it or whether he was just, like, hitting sticks I don't know, it quickly. looked good. Yeah, I thought it looked all right as well, but I'm not having him being martial arts proficient as well. Not, no, He's not a total him. geek. Yeah. Really pencil net, limp dick. <laughs> detective. By that I mean detective. <laughs> yeah, it's um, but it's, it's, it's a great little scene. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Absolutely he's... pointless. Why the hell would a detective be doing that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's what his captain says yeah. when he turns up. It's he's... actually probably my favourite bit of the film. Yeah, that. he just walks in and says, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my favourite. That actually probably made me laugh the most. Yeah. That, was, that was almost like a meta joke, wasn't it? It's like everyone would be like, why are they doing this? And he's like, don't you know there's a murder case to solve? What the hell are you two doing? <laughs> Marco, what are you doing here? I thought you'd be busy with this serial killer case. No lead yet, Captain. We're hoping the lab turns up something, though. Yeah, and I've been going through the files to see if anybody fits this guy's M.O. Good. Drop all the cases till you clear this thing up. Mayor's breaking my stones over this one. You know what that means. Yeah, perform or else. Do whatever you have to to bring this guy in. And keep me posted so I can give the mayor something to feed the press. We're having a field day with this one. If something doesn't give, Heads are going to roll. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Stingray, he's gone from some maniac walking around randomly just saying mommy to, or Anna to women, <laughs> and now he's some sort of Ted Bundy character where he's all like, I'll bump into you in the street and be all apologetic. Yeah, he was, he was quite nice, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah he, walk, he walks in and he says, sorry for the accident. <laughs> so he actually he actually lets her know that that was not an intentional walk into because yep. uh, he wasn't looking he was like reading a paper or something and she immediately says which is true of every woman in america should anything happen like that and there's a guy she says why don't you come back to my place and uh make it up to me must be a big seinfeld fan yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's a glutton for mullets <laughs> That's one of our album names. <laughs> <laughs> what a great album name that would be. <laughs> I look to see the, the it's just the album cover I want to see. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. As as he's speaking to this woman though, he doesn't actually um abduct that woman that offers him back to her house because he sees Karen. Yes, yeah, because um, he he does say no thanks. I mean, she offers him the perfect opportunity to abduct her, but she doesn't look anything like Anna. So there we go. Karen, however, does. Yeah, (laughs) and she's talking to a small Japanese man about buying a a katana or Japanese sword. As as (laughs) As is known. Yeah, for her sister. And then Stingray just attacks both of them. Anna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little mate just gets beaten to the floor. Yeah, they have a fight. It's a bit of martial arts. Obviously, he can do martial arts as well, because why not? Yeah, and obviously so can she, Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. doctor. He uh, just walks walks after her, doesn't he? And this is where he like, starts to be cyborging up, where yeah. he just walks like a robot towards her. Yeah, and it's like she, yeah, she's like hitting him, kicking him in the face, no reaction. He grabs her leg, elbow drop to the knee. Yeah, it's got to hurt. She's crawling away, and he chloroforms her. Um, and then it cuts there. Is that tr- yeah. correct? Yeah. In- instant cut. 
and we've already had Nick DeMarco's training montage scene. Now we hit Christy, Cynthia Rothrock, doing some training yeah. with some massive bloody swords. Yeah, the hook swords. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, actually Cynthia Rothrock's favourite weapon to train with in real life. It's, it's fucking it's, impressive. It, it to is be fair. very impressive, yeah. yeah. Very graceful with it. Uh, yeah, and she's a waitress. Nick DeMarco, he turns up. He's here to tell her the bad news. He says, I've got some bad news. Just let me say this. We think your sister was murdered. <laughs> yeah, she's like... Well, maybe I should sit down or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, we need you to identify the body. And she says, you must be wrong. And he says, I hope so. Let's go down the station and check it out. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean, I hope so? You're going to show her the dead body of a woman? <laughs> that you hope she doesn't know. There's some random body. Meanwhile, at the morgue, uh, Professor Brian Cox says, I warn you, this isn't going to be <laughs> yeah, easy. some weird more guy. Yeah, there's always got to be one, hasn't there? Yeah. yeah. But he seems to be loving it. Yeah. He's loving all this stuff. Yeah, and then they pull back the cloth. She's got no fucking eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you just see her. She's just there with no eyes. It's like, as if you'd show her that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just DNA it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Has she got any birthmarks or any like tattoos or anything yeah. like that that we could identify? Can we have a sample of your DNA and we'll just, check it? Just be like, well, no, because when I knew her, she had fucking eyes. Oh, my days. <laughs> she had eyes last time I saw her. Fucking Honestly, hell. she's got eyes gouged out of her face and they're just showing her her face. <laughs> well, she's not happy, is she, Christy? Um it's an incredible uh, grief scene, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently that is her sister, by the way. It's not somebody else without any eyes, and she just doesn't like it. Yeah. I actually put that. I thought Cynthia Rothrock was the best actor in the film based on this scene. She actually does handle that scene Yeah, quite yeah. Well. I, I, I put that. I put, it's an amazing show of grief. She does this very, very well. Also, the actress that plays her sister was unpaid for that role and left the filming before the completion of that scene. So um, when Cynthia's like weeping over the body and the body, like the face and stuff isn't in shot, she's actually looking at Godfrey Ho's hand that they put in place. <laughs> that they put in place? Why is it not attached to him? Of the body. It must have been. He's just there underneath the fucking thing with his hand there. What's the point of just even you, putting his hand I was going to say use anything else, Godfrey. Why well, do you don't have to use anything if it's not in shot? Exactly. You don't have to fucking <laughs> his cry. Hand. I know, mental. What's he doing? Finger up. Just like that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, she's horrified at his hand. Yeah. And she's found it really upsetting. His hand had their eyes removed as well. <laughs> Imagine if he just had two, had two eyes eyeballs on them. it. Yeah, just drawn on them. <laughs> I want to warn you, this isn't going to be easy. She she does sort of, sort of like, she hugs Nick DeMarco. She actually, like, slaps his, him a little bit in grief, you know, slaps his shoulders and is like, no, it can't be, it can't be. I thought, imagine if a martial arts training kicked in and they actually just had a full-out brawl right there and then. That she doesn't. Uh, she's just very upset. I'll tell you what she does see. The bruises on her neck. Oh, of course. Unusual bruising. Those unusual bruises. What could they be from, Kenneth? Uh, well... Hopefully we're going to get some sort of expert later on to tell us nothing whatsoever. Yeah, to be absolutely <laughs> pointless. Yeah, but anyway, on, on to the timber yard. Yeah, it's, it's like a scene from Street Fighter. This he's in a he's <laughs> I in a red. Get any of this? This is basically viewers, listeners. Basically, there's a guy in a red gi pretending to be a cat. I think he's meowing at people. 
He's on some flat back cardboard boxes. Yeah. With, there's a few people applauding him his, at the time. His, uh, he's got an eagle crested gi as well. It's oh. a beautiful eagle crest on the back of his gi. Yeah. A bit like, bit like uh, the karate kid yeah. shit, where he's just, you know, he's just he's, awful. He's got gloves on with like metal claws on the ends yeah. of his fingers. We've got some women there cheering. Yeah. For, for, for no real reason because he's just jumping about a bit. We used to have a lot of flat back cardboard in, uh, boxes in our. Um, Warehouse can at work. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. this, is this what you used to do to entertain? Yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, the customers, the, the, the clients that would come round. Yeah, and uh, our colleagues, our female colleagues, would often cheer me on. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, like that. That's how they used to call you Kenny Chicken Leg, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to do my special kicks and uh, a couple of flips. Yep, yep. Pretend you were a, a baby bird. Yeah, and I'd expose my chicken leg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point in this film, uh, which I, I don't think I did do with my chicken leg, but uh, they throw him an apple. Oh, yes. And he crushes the apple with one hand. Mm. It's a waste of an apple. Sure Impressive is. if you can do it, but I don't think anyone can. I don't know. I certainly can't, unless it's like a rotting apple, but why on earth would you crush that? It's disgusting. All over your hand. Still, never mind. Listeners out there, can you crush a, an apple with your bare hands? Just one hand. Yes, just don't, one don't, hand. Don't, you don't use both hands. Don't cheat. If you can, email us in, badmoviecultgmail.com. <laughs> Let us know. Anyway, Cynthia Rothrock turns up, much to the anger of the people in attendance. you yeah. got some nerve here, lady. Yeah, so, so she, she turns up. Yeah. <laughs> she turns up for a fight, right, which they're not expecting. Mm. So what the bloody hell is he doing fucking around on top of these bits of wood? He's doing that for nothing. Yeah. He's just doing that as part of his day. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought maybe he was preparing for a fight like we've seen prior. But no, he's he's literally just jumping about on wood while they're cheering him as part of their normal daily routine. Yeah. Well, they're not happy she turns up, though. You are right. You got a lot of nerve coming here dressed like that. Are you looking for something? I'm looking for you, Lee. Christy Jones. up. I heard you went straight. You still like hurting women, Lee? Heard you've been busy lately. Who sent you here? Gloria? Hey. She asked for it. She might not be saying it now, but I'm telling you. She was begging for it then. So naturally, I obliged the lady. I'm talking about my sister. Your ass is mine. Big mistake. And basically, she thinks that Lee uh, killed her sister. And it's because he's a woman beater, you see. And yeah. also his, his fighting style, which we find a bit later. And we get a cool fight scene on the barrels now. It's pretty cool. Quite liked it. Yeah, it is weird, though, because she does accuse him of killing her sister. And he doesn't he say, deny it. He doesn't say, well, I didn't. Yeah. No, he's just like, well, let's just have a fucking fight. Anyway, yeah. whatever. I'm already dressed for one. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. And then the next person she goes after this also doesn't deny it. Yeah. It's weird. Because you, you would. Mm. If you hadn't murdered somebody, you'd probably tell someone that you hadn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. They're, they're fighting on barrels. So like, there's, there's like a, a array of barrels. Still no idea where they are. No, you know what? I actually, I actually think a lot. Like Cynthia Rothrock has, like, she's got a couple of like set pieces in her films that are, like some of my favorite in kung fu. 
in like like martial arts films like the one i keep mentioning it and i need to find out the name of the film where she's up fighting on like rope um like rope ladder kind of like a yeah i can't remember it off the top of my head that's a fucking great and this one's really good as well on the barrels like a really unique set piece i suppose because she's quite light and she's graceful as well isn't she because she's a woman so like some of this stuff looks better when it's like a woman doing it than if you got Segal Segal on some barrels. <laughs> Especially now, fuck. Did you see that rumour that Segal was fighting yeah, on the front line for Russia? Yeah, it's like he doesn't even fucking stand up. He's not fighting on the front line. Somebody has said that on Twitter. So there's no way it's him. It's just his stunt double while he's sat at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Anyway, yeah. Um he takes a great bump at the end of that fight. Where he gets launched into the wall and then hits the barrel on the way down. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of good uh, hurting moments, isn't there? Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. It t- turns out it was it wasn't him, but we don't know that. Any and yet, oh well, no. First of all, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we get the fight. We get the claw finger gloves where a bit of her hair gets taken out, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like she didn't know that he got claw fingers. Yeah. But um, claw finger. <laughs> but, she, but she does win. Uh, and then she drags him outside, and he points out that she's not a cop. So I'm not sure what she'd have done had the cops not turned up at this point, because mm-hmm. she hasn't got a car or anything. So she would just have dragged him uh, as far as she wanted. Why would the cops have turned up? Um, I don't know, because they drive past, and then they stop and reverse as though they were just driving past, much yeah. much the way Stingray was driving past something earlier that yeah. happened to be relevant. Yeah, Duarco, he gets out of the car, as Ken says, because they're the only fucking cops in yeah, town. Yeah. Uh, he says, I was worried about you after you stormed out of the morgue after I showed you the decaying, corp- <laughs> mutilated corpse of your sister. I wrote that. I was just like, yeah, I wonder why she did. <laughs> she had no fucking eyes, you idiots. <laughs> okay, now, she en- he ends up taking them both in, doesn't he? Yeah. He arrests them both. And we get, the inter- we get an interrogation scene again. And... Uh, Christy tells us... Uh, no, what's her name? Is it Christy? Yeah. It is, yeah. Christy tells us that Karen was killed by someone using eagle claw fighting technique. Uh-huh. And uh, this is when we find out that Lee, the guy she was just fighting, was in the fucking Eagles. Yeah. Welcome to the Hotel <laughs> California. That was uh, what he would have said if the fight had been scheduled. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't, so he unprepared. I couldn't believe it. I've never noticed him in the Eagles with a guy in a big red gi. It would have been like a dragon sound, wouldn't it? Just yeah, having someone in a gi. Just jumping and skipping around in the back doing some high kicks. New dimension in rock and roll. The Eagles. Uh, but DeMarco actually says, hey, you might think I'm just some sort of limp dick pencil pushing pimple what? popper. <laughs> but I've been around the block. I know karate. Yeah. I know martial arts. Yeah, that's Mike you're thinking of. He says that was not Eagle Claw technique. And forensics found the skin under the nails of Karen wasn't Lee's. Son of a bitch. It was her own. <laughs> she, Let's get she, her. she killed at suicide. <laughs> Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> Rips her own eyes out and strangled herself. Classic. Uh, DeMarco tells her that uh, she needs to leave it to the police. She needs to go home before he puts her in jail. See, again, good cop, bad cop. Mm. But he does it himself. (laughs) No, that's because Mike's just shit cop, isn't he? He's partner. He's, He's shit cop, whereas Nick has to be good cop, bad cop. But at least a cop. 
Anyway, cut to Rothrock. She's with the Red Dragon. She's telling him about the marks on Karen's neck. And then, as luck would fucking have it, yeah. what a touch of fortune this is. Yeah. One of them has the same marks on his neck because there was a guy that came into the club was harassing one of the girls and he was lucky to get out with his life and he put the same grip on him. He was a guy and he was called Ryko and he was from the... He was from... The Maniacs. <laughs> the Maniacs. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck would they wear? <laughs> one wears a frogman's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> one doesn't wear anything. <laughs> <laughs> One's a mime. <laughs> One's dressed like Friar Tuck from Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> One's Henry the Eighth. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Anyway, regardless of what they are, what they used to be, or who on earth they're going to be dressed up as, set up the fights. She wants to check him out, call in the boys in case they need help, and call DeMarco for God's sake. Yeah, well, they've also they've got to go through uh, Rocco and the mafia because he's not allowed to go back and show his face, otherwise he'd be killed. So they have to involve the mafia. Which is a massively needless involvement. Yeah, they uh, don't like the fight, do they? This mafia. No, so. no, no. As, as soon as uh, they find out that it's something personal, they just fucking leave. They just like, ah, I ain't here for this. Riker, did you did you hear what Riker said? Of course said? I did. I've written it down. Is this what true? It must be then if we both got it. He says, "Christy, you're dead meat. You're the one who fingered Lee." Yes, and then I wrote, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, Rothrock, fingering you, fingering you. you. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. Aggressive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd take it. I bet she's trained in it. Oh, yeah, black belt in fingering. <laughs> black belts. <laughs> That's on oh. your CV, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not helping me get many jobs. <laughs> but I'm still available. She wants to ask a few questions about her sister's death. And uh, as, as Ken says, the, the mafia, they don't like it. They're leaving. They give her her money back. They say, don't ever contact me again. You finger her. Ryko, <laughs> Ryko says he doesn't give a shit about her sister. He wants to kick her ass because he's Lee's friend. Oh, dear. And there's a fight between uh, Ryko and um, and Rothrock right now. Thoughts on this, this fight? I like this one as well. Yeah, I think, like, pretty much... The problem is, like, everything else is, like, very, like, B-movie, yeah. maybe even Z-movie, well, but... Well, the whole point of her, the films are they're fighting, aren't they? The fights are good. Yeah, but this does really show Rothrock as a fucking, like, great, like, martial artist. Yeah, she ain't fucking about. I say, what would you say, eight disciplines. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's not... She's not shit at any of this. She, Seven black belts, one with an eighth degree black belt. Yeah, she she does all this shit, and it's uh, it is just really really good. Every single fight's brilliant. I mean, well, we get to the last one, but obviously <laughs> every every actual fight set piece is is superb. Yeah, Demarco turns up anyway to break it up because yeah, like, unfortunately it's... the other the rest of the gang join in. I was going to say it's like cartoonish, like barroom brawl in a western yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I was going to say it turns into a full brawl. And uh, DeMarco says, you've got a lot to learn about police work. Yeah, he's, he's just driving past again. Yeah, I know. What the? How small is this town? <laughs> it's the four blocks. <laughs> he just drove past again. Yeah, he shoots his gun in the air as well, twice. Yeah, recess is over, kids. Yeah. Obsessed with calling people kids. Yeah, he still says that. But yeah, she's a good kid. Is this Lone Wolf McQuaid's house just shooting into the ceiling? <laughs> uh, anyway, cut that straight. Again, quick cut. Piano yeah, music. That's it's, a, that. it's Karen's funeral. Mm-hmm. A teacher's there, Miss Dr. Simmons. Yeah. 
She offers her condolences and she says that she was a great student. Uh, I like how DeMarco introduces himself, full name, full full honours, yep. sort of bronze swimming certificate. He goes all, <laughs> all through his ranks and what he's earned. And then he tells her everything about the case for some reason. She's a doctor. But I don't think he knows that at the time, does uh, he? She uh, deals with abnormal psychology. Oh, that's true. So he already knows that. He's like, maybe you can give me some pointers sometime. Yeah, not sure if he's flirting with her at that know. point. It is, it's stony weird. face. Yeah, it is weird that he does all the, uh, my name is this and I've done that and I'm in charge yeah. of this. And we, we ran forensics. They came back and said, it's like, what the hell are you doing? Why yeah, are you talking, like, telling she's her? Just a, she's just a, a mourner at a funeral. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, calm down. <laughs> he fucks up the line at the end there. Did you notice that? I, I didn't know. Fuck about bringing Marsh about, uh, about like I just did then. <laughs> It's easy done. Yeah, he fucks a line up at the end because he, he's, he's speaking about the martial arts expert coming in and flubs the line, but they just leave it in. And sure enough... What does he say? We'll play the clip. Thank you. Christy, if you're free, I got something at the station I think you'd like to see. What is it? I brought in a specialist in martial arts. He's going to help identify the, the marks. And sure enough, the expert's there. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. If you're going to get somebody in to help you with a case, you want to get somebody as useful as this guy. Yeah. And if you're going to bring someone in for your film to play an expert like this, make sure he can't fucking speak English. Because <laughs> the only things I got was that he isn't using a specific martial arts technique. He gave us three styles yeah. that would cause the bruising. He gives us three of those. Um, and he says, so which one is the killer using? I said, none. Yeah. <laughs> which really made me laugh because yeah. it, it, it gives you great detail about all three yeah. as well it's like eagle claw uh, it's like all this and you're there thinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. eagle claw monkey's paw jabber jaw <laughs> who's at the door and he says yeah well, so which one is it and he's like well, none of those yeah. <laughs> he says okay have you got anything else irrelevant he says yes I have stay, stay tuned and he yeah. says there are only three people in the USA who are using this technique. And the Marco says, can you give us a name? And I really hoped he would say, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But instead he does say, sure. So he, he knows who they are. Imagine that, only three people. Yeah. So what's the point of telling us those other techniques? Fucking no point whatsoever. <laughs> the the new technique that only three people know is Chinese dragon claw technique. <laughs> yeah. Which, as it turns out, is also massively irrelevant. But yeah. we'll find that out in a minute. Yeah. Um I, I do like how DeMarco lets uh, Cynthia tag along on the cases. Well, like, she she's like an honorary cop now. Yeah. They go to the first suspect's house. Uh, he's not there, but what they do find is um, neighborhood Watch President. I didn't get her name, but <laughs> some old woman. some old fucking busybody. That lasts way too long. Why the fuck is, is that it, in there? It doesn't mean anything, does no. it? No, I mean, you're thinking, all right, so no, 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 nothing. He's just on a honeymoon. Yeah, they give her way too much dialogue. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's, he's just on his honeymoon, so yeah. it's not him. Dead end. Bob Jackass. He's at a trailer park. The suspect, he's in a wheelchair and he's got one arm. So Jackass immediately arrests him on suspicion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how how good is this martial arts discipline for him to be in a wheelchair and only have one arm? What Look. the fuck's happened to this guy? <laughs> <In> Vietnam. <laughs> Two words for you, Ken. 
Vietnam. So how does this other martial artist like know he can do this martial art? <laughs> it's the nineties. <laughs> it's, it's like fifteen years since Vietnam. So, <laughs> so what? So yeah, he, he trained fifteen years for you. Yesterday for him. <laughs> he trained how to do it whilst he only had one arm yeah. and in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's incredible. I like how they dismiss him just because he's in a wheelchair with one arm. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of have. No, oh, fair enough. Then. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about this guy. <laughs> I think they've added that just just to make us think it can't be him. Uh, Demarco, he goes to a gym. We got the shady owner talking to his staff, saying he needs to get out of there. They, they go over to him and they say, "Oh, do you want to join for some lessons?" Yeah, he, he says, "Oh no, that cop's here. Take care of him while I get out of here." Yeah, we don't even know who this guy is. And I also like that the whole gym attacks him because he doesn't want lessons. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's five of them, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I was working out there and I saw this cop would lay out five guys in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> I would go over and help, to be honest. No, I I still don't know who the guy is that they, they're trying to get. No, don't run. It's it, Ron. Yeah, Ron, Ron apparently is the third person who knows this technique. Yeah. Which means that the information given, because Ron is not Stingray or Paul, is totally useless yeah. because he clearly is not one of the three people who knows this technique. Yeah. So that Chinese guy who gave him all that info and gave him that massive detailed speech, he's totally useless to this investigation and film. Mm. Thank you anyway. Rothrock, she she goes th- uh, through the back door, if you pardon the imagery. Yep, straight in there. And uh, Ron's escaping out of that back door and she beats him up in a little little fight scene there in the corridor. Yeah, which again I thought was quite good. Yeah, uh, DeMarco rests the whole gym, which is quite impressive. Yeah, there's a little bit of comedy, which uh, I didn't like. Yeah, she says impressive, and DeMarco says, piece of cake, so who's Ron? Yeah, and even though they're all laid on the floor, he just goes, he is! And point. Yeah, and he just goes, you guys! I'm gonna get you guys! And yeah, you never find out what why Ron's running. I don't even know who the fuck Ron is. We never find out who Ron is. Ron Howard? <laughs> Yes, I think it was probably him. Uh, anyway, cut to the police station. Bob Jackass. What's his name? Mike? Mike. He's got good news and he's got bad news. The bad news is... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the good news... I mean, the bad news way outweighs the good news. Yeah, I don't know. The good news isn't even pertinent. Like, the bad news is there's no match on the list of all the suspects, which they know because they did two of them. Mm-hmm. So surely they would have known that already before being back at the police station. They would have probably radioed each other or something. Uh, but the good news is they've got tickets to tomorrow night's basketball game. High five. Well, I assume it's basketball. He says courtside seats. It could be fucking badminton for, you know, knowing Bob Jackass. Or they're in court. Oh, he's just, yeah. watching, <laughs> just watching the prosecution. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought in that guy in the wheelchair with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> Probably him. Anyway, they do high five. They do actually high five. Oh, even the guy sat, in the wheelchair. They sat really, really close. They do, Oh yeah, they're right next to yeah. each other, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> still, is an awkward high five. Uh, Doctor Simmons comes in and and uh, obviously Mike's all over her. Tell her, oh, do you, do you like uh, basketball or whatever he says? And she uh, says, "No, fuck off." Yeah, and Demarco says that to him as well, and he leaves. And uh, he relays the facts of the case to her. This is where it turns into more police procedural now. This mm-hmm. film, yes. And she tells him facts about the serial killer's background of child abuse, you know, blah, 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 that probably, I mean, surely every homicide cop will have this sort of basics. It was the 90s. Yeah, no, no one knew anything. <laughs> you have to then. call in an expert. 
Yeah. Uh, she mentions um, taking revenge on his mother, girlfriend or wife and bets it's his wife. And he's like, why do you think that? And she says, oh, because all the victims look identical, which could also work for his mom, though. So it doesn't really. Yeah. And th- they mentioned the, the details of the iris flowers. They mentioned the windpipes being broken, uh, the flower dresses. Um, it, it's a profile. It, it could be ritualistic. Yeah. Um, even though she's got no fucking She mentions clue. ritualistic yeah, a lot. She does mention ritual again a couple I, of I times. Like how, um, I like how um, DeMarco says, what, so no redhead? No petite redhead in a flowery dress is safe? And she's like, not necessarily. He could add the dress. So it's like, oh, great. <laughs> so he's carrying a dress around, <laughs> throwing it at women. Also, also and that's assuming it's his wife. Yeah. Also, it's like, we have to take that off the warning list. So if you're a petite redhead, you can't even not wear a dress and get away. And he says, why tear out her eyes? And she says, maybe it's ritual. Well, obviously, he's done it every fucking murder. It's obviously yeah. a ritual. It's, it's not a reason, is it? No. Maybe it's ritual. Yeah, but why, though? Yeah. Is what he should have said. So we know it's ritual. Yeah, yeah, because he keeps doing it. So why, though? And she was like, how was the windpipe broken? Like, yeah, that's more important, isn't it? Yeah, that that's <laughs> that'll probably give us more clues yeah. as to why he's ripping people's eyes out. Yeah. yeah. How oh, he it- did it with the tire of a wheelchair. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've overlooked a suspect. <laughs> Back to the trailer park. <laughs> yeah, she sees something in a photo, and uh, she says, I'm going to have to check my files on battered women. Which I'm assuming is a, is is the note on the drawer that she pulls out. I've got one. <laughs> yeah, I thought she recognised Anna. So did I. I thought it was Anna. I wrote she recognises Anna, a body of Anna, but I don't know. No, no, apparently not. It's it's the flowers, isn't it? I think. Yeah, but fucking what? How <laughs> she know what fucking flowers she's getting yeah. at home. Anyway, yeah, so she goes back to the office. Um, and uh, DeMarco, meanwhile, says, I'm going to ask Christy if this dress was her sister's, which I don't think he ever does. <laughs> yeah, he does put it on, though. <laughs> <laughs> alive. It's alive! It's alive! Uh, so the doctor, Simon, she gets back to her office, immediately asks for the file on Anna. Uh, so I guess she, as you say, she's worked out who it is. Yeah, it's just weird. There was nothing there that gave that if it's not her body. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Maybe and, did, and she's gone. We don't. She, we never actually find out whether Anna's dead or what. So Stingray, anyway, back to his house. He's uh, he's got his mail, sitting down on his on the steps. Yeah, he's just casually just going home now, isn't he? And um, he he looks down. There's mail from Anna's from Doctor Simmons to Anna, and then. Uh, in voiceover, we hear the uh, the, the line about Dr. Yeah. Simmons telling her to leave him. The flashback. The flashback of what uh, what he read earlier. And so he remembers it was the psychiatrist who told her that. So obviously he's going to make a beeline for her. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor does ring DeMarco about Anna. Um, she does stipulate. Like, why does she want to be at the house when they raid his house? I don't know, but they say, we, yeah, okay, but park up the street and don't come until we say it's okay. Yeah. And then we cut and they're just all there. Yeah. And, and she's at the door with them. So I don't know. I don't know what any of that bit's about. Yeah. And also, DeMarco asks for the address of the house and she says, yes, but I want to be there, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, okay, I'll meet you there and hangs up and never gives the address. <laughs> So I guess we've cut the scene of her ringing him back. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I forgot to tell you where it was. Yeah, so cut to them all at um, Stingray's house. Stingray. (laughs) All of them at Stingray's house. (laughs) 
Um, and he's not there. No, he's he's gone out, hasn't he? There are some irises in the in the the flower pot. But that's the flower that we keep finding. Oh my god! Uh, he asked Bob Jackass to get prints and and uh, find out what car he drives. <laughs> yeah, and he's gone to get him. He's in the middle of a, a concert at the, at the time in the <laughs> early nineties. He was in his uh, in his heyday. <laughs> Raspberry beret. <laughs> That's what he offered, though. He did offer maybe check for a Raspberry Beret. Didn't he do Love Shack for the Batman soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> yes, text in if that's wrong. <laughs> Dear Bad Movie Cult, when, oh, when will you realise that that was a Prince album of original songs, not the Love Shack, when Jack Nicholson's dancing around the fucking art gallery? Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> Let's broaden our minds. Gentlemen! Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. That's another sort of in joke that no one will probably going to get. No, we'll cut that. Stingray visits her office. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he's he's not there, so they just sort of like walk around and say, "Oh, he's not here." Yeah. There's a downstairs as well, apparently, to that house. Oh, is there? Yeah. One of them goes upstairs to have a look. And again, as you say, they probably just stood there for a minute. And one of them goes downstairs and did the same thing. And then both came back and said, nope. Yeah, he goes to the office and he speaks to the secretary. He couldn't sound or look more mental if he fucking tried. <laughs> you're ringing the police, aren't you, if you're that person? He's really close to her, isn't he? Where yeah. He just bends over the desk. He's like, why would you even need to approach the desk that much? If you're... If there's any people out there listening and they are receptionists, uh, uh, psychiatrists, <laughs> doctors out uh, um, practice, and someone like this, Jerry Seinfeld turns up <laughs> and he's he leans in close and says, don't tell her I'm here. I want it to be a surprise. It's like, oh, he's obviously going to kill her. I'm an old friend. Yeah. So please do ring the police because uh, this woman didn't and... Uh, it didn't yeah, end well. He really is very subtle about the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. He might as well have done an evil laugh and twirled his moustache after he'd done yeah. it. And for like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Anyway, we get a great shot of uh, Cynthia Rothrock running from distance. Yeah, <laughs> to- I like this. Yeah. Towards DeMarco, who's walking towards her. It takes like, this is like a, almost like an Italian horror shot, yeah, how long this it, takes. It's, it's a good moment, isn't it? And she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, apparently he's got news. He says, uh, Ludensky. She, yeah, he says that the the suspect, the, the, the prince match to uh, Paul Taylor, a.k.a. Stingray, a.k.a. Rufio, a.k.a. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and uh, Cynthia Rothrock says, I've heard of him. He's yeah. pretty brutal. That's why they call him Stingray, a.k.a. Rufio, a.k.a. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, Stingray is, of course, notoriously brutal. <laughs> yes, well... Thank you, Steve Irwin. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably agree. Yeah, and she says she knows Lou Dembski because she knows Paul Taylor, and he says, "Oh yeah, he fights for Lou Dembski," and they decide to pay him a visit. You yeah, could- there's, there's, there's a few scenes now that are pointless, like that one, yeah, for instance, um, that's pointless. Uh, and when they actually go to his office, is also a pointless, uh, yeah, excursion. And the next one, actually, <laughs> and the very next scene. Uh, where it's just Paul, yeah, or Stingray. Sorry, we'll call him Stingray from now on. I don't want to keep calling him Paul <laughs> in case that's less brutal. Can I still call him Jerry Seinfeld? You can. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's there with a sword, doing very slow motion sword movements, 
and someone's chained up next to him uh, with their tits out. Okay, this was not in my scene, <laughs> in the one I've seen. Oh, really? No. Oh, right. I thought this might be Anna. I was thinking, well, where the fuck is Anna? Because everyone keeps saying that she's gone. She's, like, dead or whatever, but we never see her. And uh, I, I kept thinking, maybe that's her. And, um, yeah, he's just there looking at his own sword, if you'll pardon that image. <clears throat> yeah, just really slowly just moving it in front of his own face, and it, it pans out, and there's a woman um, who's got her arms chained up out like outstretched and she's got her tits out there you go i enjoyed that scene (laughs) uh yeah lou rings him and tells him there's a big fight this friday uh stingray just hangs up and uh lou's not happy says i'm gonna come over there and see what's got you so damn busy yeah well that's why he is busy he tells his secretary to move his appointments and we get a quick cut to um to her doing just that, basically. She's on the phone, and we get DeMarco and and uh, Christy turning up. Lou's obviously out. And then the, the, the receptionist just flirts with DeMarco for some reason, and she's like... Um, yeah, for you, anything. Yeah, she's And they just kind of look at each other, don't they? Yeah. DeMarco and Christy look at each other and go... <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, he says, I'll get Lou to ring me back, and he, she's like, for you, anything. Yeah, which I, I guess, you know... I mean, Cynthia Rothrock's just accepting that he's a beautiful, handsome, rugged there's, man. There's never really any, like, love between them, though, is there? Like, no. ro- romance, no. which I quite liked. I like the fact that she wasn't just like, oh, I love you because, you know... You've... You constantly turn up and save my life and try yeah. to solve my sister's murder. And, yeah, it doesn't and... instantly mean I'm going to love you. Well, no. You're a policeman, so you'd fucking job. No one loved me for scanning fucking paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Everyone fucking hated you. Luton's up at Stingray's training. Yeah, never a true word spoken than that. Luton's <laughs> up at Stingray's training warehouse. Uh, he picks an eyeball out the fish tank for fucking some reason. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what confuses Lou. Uh, so much so that he says it is uh, why would Stingray have eyeballs in a fish tank? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair question. Yeah, I, I think it would be. I don't know. Really, think he needed to like be so specific and say Stingray. Why would anybody? Yeah. Why would anybody have eyeballs in a fish tank? Yeah, and that's clearly fish eyeballs, isn't it? It's not a human eyeball. That. <laughs> well, I, I don't think. Godfrey Ho would actually remove human eyeballs just for this scene. He could have got fake eyeballs. You know, those plastic ones. (laughs) Floating (laughs) on the top. Ping pong balls, yeah, (laughs) that he's painted. (laughs) He finds a girl in a storage bin. That cut for me, that did. No, yeah, you see, now, oh, tits again. Maybe that was why. Yeah. Now, I thought that was possibly the only, maybe that was Anna. I thought, oh, is this Anna then? Because yeah. everyone now, from now on yeah. says that she's, she's dead. She's dead, yeah. So that that was the only thing. But I, I don't know. Because the, the, the whole point of it is that everyone he's abducting looks like Anna. Yeah. So it could be her. It could not be her. It could, yeah. it could be anybody who looks a bit like yeah. her. So it's, but I'm I, gonna I'm going to assume that she just got away and is like totally oblivious to the fact that he went on a killing spree. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably her. You reckon that's her? I think it's her because Lou, Lou's next line would suggest that that's what he's I mean. confirming that. Yeah. 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 So I, I think I think that was her body. 
But yeah. as, again, I said, I, I, I don't know. They all look like Anna, so that was the point. Yeah. Uh, Lou offers to help hide the body as well as a way of sort of getting himself yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah, because obviously he turns around. Stingray stood there wild-eyed behind him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says, uh, why Why did you come here? Me and Anna were having a lovely time. <laughs> or something to that effect. Yeah. And he, yeah, he offers to help with the body. Stingray doesn't like that. Says it's all it's just about money for you. It's not about me and Anna. You don't want us to be happy. Yeah. He says, Are you crazy? She's dead. Dead, <laughs> you hear me? Dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Wait, I didn't mean that. Which is that's the only <laughs> She's alive. Alive, alive. <laughs> don't you hear me? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm guessing that, that that from Lou is the only person who's confirmed that she's dead. Mm. So I'm guessing that was that yeah. was who he found. Well, that's why I was going to ask you because you don't see the, the I didn't see the scene before. Yeah, I, I I saw the corpse and I still don't know if it yeah. was her or not. Yeah, because I, I was distracted because her tits were out. Yeah. So anyway, Lou, <laughs> you know, it was fair enough. Hey, you know, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lou decides that he's going to make a run for it anyway. Um, throws a few punches and Stingray chokes him to death and kills him. Puts yeah. his eyes in the fish tank. Yeah, straight away get in that fish tank. What does it ever mention why he does no. the eye thing? No. What's that got to do with when he was a kid and his mum leaving him? It's for the whole end scene. Yeah, and the the quip. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, they cut to the police finding Lou's body. If only the police were as good at finding the killers as they were at discovering the bodies, because instantly (laughs) they fucking find Lou's body between two, like, storage containers on a dockyard. When's he had time to dispose of that body? Fuck no. When's he left where he is and gone and taken that body somewhere else? One of them says he's got to find his warehouse where he kills again. How do they know he's got a warehouse? Um, Lou. Was it Lou? Did he say something? Didn't say anything. Disappeared, didn't he, before he had a chance to... Or did the receptionist say he's gone to the warehouse? I, I think it must have, been, must have been something. And they never actually questioned that receptionist again. Surely she would know about Lou's affairs, about his clientele oh, and whatnot. Her. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they don't. And uh, anyway, uh, they say, I'll run their names to see if they own a warehouse. Shouldn't they have already done that ages ago, Ken? Or Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's only now the jackass <laughs> says, I'm gonna, I'll run the names. It's like, fucking hell, mate. Yeah, it stands to reason that wherever they're doing all this, they own the building. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should have run his name as soon as we got it, really. <laughs> Excellent work. We get, a, we get a phone call from the doctor, Simmons. She rings DeMarco and says that she got she got a note from Anna saying that she finally did it. She's out. She'll be in touch. That she got some, left her some perfume, which she sprays on herself instantly. Yeah, that was weird, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you think that was weird? Yeah, I wouldn't just spray something on myself. I know, but wouldn't you think it was weird that you got a parcel from somebody that used to be a client and they gave you some of their favourite perfume? Yeah. You'd be like, why? Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, but she does. She immediately does spray that on her. And uh, she said... That she'll um, she'll be in touch or something. Yeah, Anna, Anna says everything's all good. Uh, she was right, and uh, she's just fucked off and left Paul. Uh, she goes out of her office. Says she'll she'll call uh, Demarco if she has. Is she, she going to go and meet him or something? Something like that. I don't know. But she she goes outside her office and Betty, Betty, whoa, black Betty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, Betty's dead. The receptionist, uh, yeah, who yeah. didn't raise the the alarm when a total maniac yeah, came into when the an office. absolute psychopath walked in. But uh, no, well, she's paid for that. Well, she's uh, she's now dead. And sure enough, Doctor Simmons knows uh, martial arts as she well. She does, yeah, because, because Paul's there. Stingray, oh, Stingray, with Sorry. his big bulging eyes yeah. and his big bulging mullet. 
He's there. She starts throwing punches at him. No effect. This is, again, cyborg territory. Yeah. She's throwing left hooks, right hooks, uh, and uh, no effect. And he takes her hostage. Cut to the warehouse. Yep, immediately. Let's get back there. I like the fact that at least they're doing that. At least not pro- like prolonged people watching people go from place no, to place. No, I, I guess not, no. When, when, we, when we are there, uh, Dr. Simmons, using all of her psychiatry uh, know-how, takes on the role of Anna. Because, yeah, yeah. By, by saying... It's me, it's me, smell my perfume. And it's he... DDP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, which he immediately thinks, oh shit, <laughs> he's a big guy. Um, but yeah, he's, he smells the perfume, he, uh, he's he's there, he's, he's under that influence, thinks it's his wife. And he buys it as well. Yeah, he goes straight for it, he's like, yeah, okay then, well, sorry then. A uh, tea and a massage is promised. Yeah, doesn't last long, to be honest. Oh, yeah, he said, actually, no, you cheated on me. Yeah. <laughs> and then starts fighting her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a signs of foul rape about to happen here. Yeah, he calls her mummy, uh, and she instantly changes in a uh, schizophrenic episode <laughs> from the <laughs> Dr. Simmons. She's now his mummy. Yeah, bollocks him for his room being untidy. Yeah, she slaps him a couple of times across the face as well and tells him off that everything's a mess uh, and he's a bad boy. Yeah. He's, he's quite sorry about all that. She says, I'm going to go and make you dinner. You need to just stand there and be quiet. And she says, there's no food in the fridge. Stay here, be a good boy, whilst she heads out and gets some food from the shop. And he says, I'll get it for you. Don't leave. Yeah. And, and chains her up. Yeah, which is... I don't know, it's a bit weird if he's carried on with it, he thinks that that's yeah, her that's, mom. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if he's thinking that that's his mom and he used to chain her up, it's no wonder she fucked off. Yeah. But still, yeah, ch- chains her up and off he goes for some groceries, which is, you know, at least he's doing the shopping. Yeah, you're right, Ken, what a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no food in the refrigerator, Paul. Now you stay here. You be a good boy. And your mommy's going to go out and get some food. Okay? Okay, mommy. Mommy? Don't leave. I'll get it for you. You stay here while I go to the store. Is that okay, mommy? A phone rings in her bag anyway. <laughs> yeah, whilst he's gone. Yeah, the, the, uh, her mobile telephone. The cellular phone. Cell phone? <laughs> oh my God, my cell phone's ringing. That's what you Americans say, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Holy smokes. Holy smokes, who could be on the other end of the line? <laughs> hey, caller, hold the line. <laughs> I gotta take this. Is what she says. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, she's chained up. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't actually get to the phone in time because she can't reach it because it's just, just out of reach. What she doesn't do is think, I could still get the phone and make a call myself. Mm. She doesn't think that. She thinks, oh, it's stopped ringing. Oh, well, I'll just hang here chained up then. But then it rings again as though the caller's just, you know, thinking, I'll give it another go. Thankfully, that reminds her that that is an option. And she goes for it again. And she does all the uh, holy smokes things. She says it all again. And, um, yeah, and she, uh, she answers the phone with her foot. Hey, you're on with Dr. Simmons. <laughs> What's your kerfuffle? <laughs> and uh, this is Cynthia Rothrock. It is, yeah. 
just ringing from a payphone. Imagine that. Payphones, yeah. Man, Me- Cynthia got a fucking mobile phone. You remember payphones? Because she works in a bloody diner. That's true. You know, trying to get six hundred quid for beating up just fucking homeless people by the looks <laughs> of things. Yeah, it's, it's Cynthia Rothrock. Doctor Simmons tells her it's Stingray. He has her and it gives her the location of the warehouse. I don't know how she knows exactly where the warehouse no, is. I'm not sure, but she knows the exact address. She gives it to Cynthia Rothrock, who then says, "Uh huh." Hangs up, immediately phones the police. The police, uh, DeMarco's not there. Don't know where he is, probably driving around looking for Cynthia Rothrock, to be honest. To be honest with you, I, th- I actually, my, my thought is that while she was en route, he met her halfway. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly bumped into her. Yeah, so she she phones up, leaves a message that's an incredibly quick message for the entire location and address of this place, which she remembered from just being told it a second before. She then says it twice, hangs up immediately as well. She hasn't checked whether they've got that message, whether they've written it down. Doesn't matter. Of course they have. Moving on. Yeah, cut to Stingray showing up whilst uh, Rothrocks. She's already there. She's yeah, doing... yeah, she's got there. She must have been just on the payphone around the corner. <laughs> yeah, she's untying the chains. Uh, we see Stingray goes inside. He starts speaking to her and he's like, hey, what though? What? Are you, how did you? Because she's facing the other way. Yeah. And it turns out it's Cynthia Rothrock. Yes. Back kick. Big fight. Two women versus Stingray. That's the odds he likes. Yeah, we got Hook Sword versus Samurai Sword at one point. Yeah, yeah. We, cool. we, yeah, we bring weapons into this as well. It's it's um it's actually really good. You got like she's he swings on a chain. <laughs> yep, swinging a chain, swinging a chain. Swinging on a chain with a sword and everything. She's there. It's a good job they've got a hook sword, actually. With yeah. that being her speciality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was an incredible piece of luck. DeMarco, he turns up to break up the good fight scene by firing yeah, his gun. Yeah, that's really annoying because yeah. it's just some really, really good. He does actually, at one point, Stingray gets uh, gets punched in or kicked in the face and uh, his lip starts bleeding. And he does the touch the wound, lick the blood moment, which is superb. Yeah. I love that in any film. Yeah, very pro- very popular in martial arts yeah, films, isn't it? Yeah, it's very Bruce Lee, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, he, he does that. Um, then Christy takes off her jacket, which again is awfully well received in this house. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, some epic music. They get lots of slow-mo. They get brilliant, brilliant stuff. You get... <laughs> Like the polystyrene packaging in the air. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, he's like just slashes some polystyrene little balls, throws it in the air. And whilst that's just falling back to the ground, they stand still and look at each other. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> With epic music swelling around you know, the whole thing. They've both got swords and they're just looking at each other whilst they're surrounded by some sort of like packaging. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then Nick DeMarco turns and fucking ruins the whole thing by yeah, like shooting wildly into yeah, the sky. Say, he starts firing, he's gone wildly <laughs> into the air. See birds just flying and falling down, being shot. <laughs> and also, to make matters worse, fucking Bob Jackass turns up. Yeah, and, it, it turns out Stingray's got a bloody gun as well, mm-hmm. hidden away in this lair. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's about time someone got shot doing this shit, because Jackass is just rolling around on the floor like an idiot. <laughs> Like a fish out of water. Just ro- I've put actually. I didn't even put. I didn't even put rolling. I put roly polying. That's how much I hate this guy. <laughs> and he gets shot in the fucking neck. It does. <laughs> yeah, which is good I've... because it doesn't happen often enough. <laughs> Don't go rolling around the floor when you're getting shot at. Yeah, and I thought. I thought. Well, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but it turns out, no, he's not. He no, actually he... is shot in the neck. And he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but Nick DeMarco, uh, the caring partner that he is, does shout, breathe. And then I think he says, breathe, bastard. <laughs> yeah. Straight <laughs> which, out of the Timothy Dalton yeah. playbook, that. <laughs> which, which I thought was a nice touch. anyway yeah stingray escapes and uh, mike doesn't breathe r.i.p anymore mike mike hang in there buddy come on hang in there breathe breathe mike damn it breathe breathe Breathe. Breathe, Pastor. Uh, Dr. Simmons, she's in hospital. Yeah. Uh, she's been saved. She gets yeah. visited by Rothrock and DeMarco. Uh, Rothrock's got her arm in a sling. Um, Christy. Yeah, that sounds like a say. Is that a saying? <laughs> <laughs> chicken soup in one hand, arm in a sling in the other hand. Not sure why she's brought chicken soup. And she's brought in a massive cooler. Yeah. How much chicken soup's in there? She might have brought a whole chicken. Yeah and, how, yeah, and how much time has she had to make this? And why has she made it? There's a killer it's on like the loose. It's not like she's got, like, flu. No. Or something, is it? It's not like she's got a fever. Well, you know... She's the, been the... beaten up by a martial arts rapist. What's that? You've been raped, chicken soup. <laughs> that make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't found Stingray yet. Uh, DeMarco, he seems totally fine after Jackass is dead. No, no remorse or anything about it. Maybe he's had some chicken soup. Yeah. He feels on top of the world. And he's like, we'll see you later, Gator. And they, or whatever he says. Yeah, I want an officer here, 24 hours. Yeah, he says that to some little shit heel yeah. just sitting at the, the sitting outside her door. Yeah, just, and he's like, just on a chair, just on a plastic chair. Chewing gum. I'm like, why are you chewing gum? You're a bloody police officer, man. And he's like, 24 hours, what about my lunch? Should have just kicked him in the face. Yeah. Straight there. There's a great shot of Stingray dressed as a doctor yeah. <laughs> pretending to use the water fountain. It cuts past as, as they're walking away and he's just got his head turned towards the camera not drinking from the fountain. Thing is, he's running the fountain. Yeah, he is. is a huge waste of water. Yeah. What a, what a Stingray. What was. a heel. Unless he uses it to through his gills <laughs> to survive. Yeah. Yeah, they have a little chat and it's a, it's a bullshit chat, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that they always do when people have got no actual reason to be chatting. Oh, this elevator's taking forever. Let's let's take the stairs. Yes, I like the stairs. Yes, let's I, I agree with the decision to take the stairs. That's a good idea. That's probably why you made police detective. Yeah, meanwhile he's still not drinking from that fountain. I detect that the elevator <laughs> is gonna take too long. <laughs> and they walk past him a second time whilst yeah. he's still not and drinking. And he's still doing Imagine the same if somebody face. else wanted water and they yeah. were they were the side that could see he wasn't drinking from it. Yeah. So you just be like uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And my next note is surely not, because apparently all you have to do is wear a mask and a white coat, and this dipshit lets anyone into the fucking yeah, room. He's been he's been told on the door twenty four hours, no visitors. Yeah, unless somebody with a mullet and a mask turns up and yeah. let them in. It's the cleverest disguise since Robert Zadar, yeah. <laughs> Samurai Cop. <laughs> yeah, but but luckily Demarco has forgotten his sunglasses. Yeah, which we cut to on the stairs. Oh no, I forgot my sunglasses. And what she says here is. Okay, well, let's go back and get them. Now, she's still got her arm in a sling, yeah, and everything. If you were already on the stairs, you'd be like, 
oh, I'll just wait in the car then and carry yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But no, they both decide, let's turn around then and walk back up the stairs for your clumsy bastard forgetting of your sunglasses. But he did. Anyway, he left his sunglasses. That's the that's the device to get the uh, the cops back. And it's a good job they did go back, as it happens. Uh, <laughs> because the cop's gone off the door. We see uh, two people leave the room. Uh, no suspicion whatsoever on that. They walk in. The cop's dead on the floor, blood from his neck. Uh, his sunglasses are still there, though. Sunglasses are on the bed by the pillow. Yeah, why is that? Why are they there? I, I, don't, I think it's just to show us that the sunglasses was real. And they've not just gone back because they had a hunch or something. He really did leave his sunglasses. But how could he have left them there? Exactly. No. What the hell was he doing? Going in for a smooch? <laughs> <laughs> he's a ladies' man, DeMarco. Yeah. Uh, Stingray, he's, he's leading Simmons out uh, as they arrive back. Yeah. <laughs> when we actually get to see how he's led her out, yeah. how has nobody else noticed exactly. that he's got the and biggest fuck-off knife? <laughs> like, it's, it's enormous. It's a huge curved knife with knuckle spikes on it yeah, as it's well. Got, it's got the finger guard <laughs> spikes, hasn't it? Yeah. It just looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and nobody's noticed. And she's not said anything. Like someone out of fucking Lord of the Rings, yeah, that thing it's, is. It's like a big old Mad Max thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, That's, Mad Max, yeah. Yeah, but um, still... He's, uh, he's got away with it. He's uh, escaped to wherever the hell they are now. I don't know, but they do notice him leaving. They notice the mullet. The thing is, like, he went round the corner three minutes ago, but the mullet's only just gone round the corner. <laughs> like a bridal gown yeah. train yeah. <laughs> following him following him on the floor. Yeah. All they had to do was jump aboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they follow it. Uh, there's When we get a standoff, uh, st- as, uh, he says, drop the gun now. He's got the knife to the doctor's throat. Yeah. DeMarco, he relents, he drops the gun. Uh, Simmons then decides, that now he's put the gun down, now I'll try and break free. <laughs> so she does, she gets free. DeMarco attacks Stingray and the, the girls leave, obviously. Yeah, the gun the gun gets kicked into the linen area, which is no way big enough for a, a whole hospital. No. I thought that when I saw her. I thought, no, this whole downstairs enough. bit, they've gone to the downstairs area, we should set the scene. It's like a, it's the washing area, it's, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. It's like a boiler room But, but it looks like no, no washing area hospital you'll ever see. No. It's got hooks and pulleys <laughs> and chains. You know, like the end of Terminator 2, yeah. the smelting place. It looks like that. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, Cynthia Rothrock gets the doctor to safety. And whilst that's happening, we get the fight. We get, you know, there's a few slashes, a few cuts with the big knife. Yeah, eventually shirtless. I think both uh, both of Nick's arms get slashed. Uh, we are, you know, during this fight, he gets one arm slashed. Oh, he didn't like that. He gets the other arm slashed. Didn't like that either. Um, at this point, Stingray licks the knife of someone else's blood. Cuts his tongue. Yeah, thinks oh, bleeds to death. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you bastard. Yeah, um, he gets a couple of um, punches to the face. Then he, uh, then the shirt ripper, shirt ripper, <laughs> shirt ripper. Yeah, that's what he says. Shirt ripper. He rips uh, Stingray's shirt, which angers him so much that he remove. He just removes his shirt totally. Mm-hmm. Nick then remembers that both of his arms have been cut. Removes his shirt as well. Then they have a bit of a flex off, which where, lasts through the whole fight. Yeah, <laughs> where they just just stand there going. <laughs> And this is the info that I mentioned earlier. Yes. Which Dom's got for you now. Yeah, John Miller and Don Niam, they did considerable bodybuilding to prepare for the roles. And uh, I think this was on YouTube. Like This is like one of the real popular bad movie 
you know, like it hard to get away. The frisbee scene is like mm, yeah. it's got millions of views. This fight scene is the same from this film, and uh, it's because the showdown. A part of it's attributed to the fact that both performers were flexing in every shot. <laughs> they just stand there, really, really tense, so, tensing every muscle in their body. So every like their movements are so stiff, and like <laughs> even without reading the trivia of that bit, I was watching the film. Like, why are they? Uh, why is why is the fight like this now? Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> so they weren't like this in previous fights, but now they are. I think it's because they're I don't know. Maybe they're pitching each other against each other, and they're there thinking, "I better look better than him." Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they're wearing the same trousers. Well, they're wearing replica trousers. Surely they're not wearing the same <laughs> pair of trousers. <laughs> How the fuck would that fight work? <laughs> very, yes. very close combat. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, yes, you're right. They're wearing replica trousers, except um, except DeMarco's obviously got his police badge. Oh, right, okay. So yeah. why, 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 why are we both wearing trousers that don't have uh, a button or a belt? It's like wrap. Just around martial artist. Jesus Christ! One's a fucking police officer for God's sake. He's wearing billowy <laughs> martial arts trousers. Anyway, the fight they have a fight. What do you reckon to this fight, Ken? Worst of the film? No, I, I thought it was okay. It was I okay. It was fun. It's stilted though, isn't it? Yes, it, it looks. It looks pretty bad. But. Yeah, Rothrock turns up anyway. Thankfully, and uh, she has the same look on her face as I do. Like she's thinking, "Why the fuck are these two topless? <laughs> fucking, it wasn't happening when I left." When Cynthia Rothrock enters the fight, how better to do it than with a towel? Yeah, she whips his <laughs> booty like yeah. like in the prison showers. Yeah, she's she's flipping over. She's like, whoop, 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 no, no, sorry, the high school showers, <laughs> not the prison showers. <laughs> it depends how you lived your life. <laughs> it depends what prison you've been in. Yeah, it's just flicking him, wet willy. <laughs> Yeah, the fun nice. the fun prison. Yeah, you know that fun w- prison. You know, with Wet Willie in it. <laughs> oh, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Lifer. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> He's never getting out. Yeah. He wasn't even convicted. <laughs> <laughs> she kicks him into a hook on the wall and takes out his left eye. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's like some, just a nail protruding from the <laughs> wall, isn't it? It's like in... some sort of coat hook area. Yeah, yeah. Why would that be there? <laughs> No, mate, it's no sense. Yeah, but Takes his left eye out yeah, instantly. He doesn't like that. He screams, but uh, he's still able to pretty much just beat them both up in a fight. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, so he's, he's still fighting. It, it does hurt. There's flipping, there's jumping off chairs, flipping over ridiculous... Like, literally, like, th- this isn't in a hospital, any of this apparatus. <laughs> Why is there conveyor belts? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what is a very similar. At the end of Death Warrant, where they're in like supposedly in the base of a prison. Mm. And there's, there's a big furnace and everything in there <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit like that, to be honest. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You see, there's a hydraulic press That's with a Terminator that. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like there with his thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's why uh, non-authorized people aren't allowed in the basement of a hospital. Yeah, that's what happens. I worked in hospital once. Told you, two days I worked there. Is there a is there a jacuzzi down there like in Halloween too? Not in the one I worked in. <sighs> no, there was a shit on a conveyor belt. He corners Rothrock and he's about to apply the Chinese dragon claws to to put an end to the yeah. Until the other guy turns up from the precinct and says, I didn't know you even knew this. So I'm, I'm going to add you to my list. I better update me uh, Excel file. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, DeMarco turns up, kicks him, 
head first into more hooks. Yeah. There's more just unprotected it's like a meat, hooks. meat hook yeah, or something. There's two a of meat them. hook down there. And I thought initially that he both eyes into the, into the two <laughs> meat hooks, but I think he's just in one eye, isn't it's it? It's the other eye. Yeah. He's already lost one That'd be eye. ridiculous. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't have to lose both eyes twice. That would be ridiculous <laughs> if he went into two, eye, two meat hooks, two eyes. Oh, imagine it being ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, takes his other eye out. It starts lifting up. Why would this be in the bottom of a hospital? He, he, he presses a button. Yeah, he, DeMarco. He, he presses the button and it starts raising the hook. I think it's for really, really heavy linen. Soiled linen. <laughs> Which is when the area I worked at in the hospital. What, soiled linen? Yeah, it was disgusting. That's why I didn't work there for more I'm, than two I'm going to apply for the soiled linen department. <laughs> was that young Kenby Wilde, was it? <laughs> Yeah, it was which department do you wish to work for? Soiled linen. <laughs> yeah, I always, I've always felt a real a real calling for the soiled linen. And a, an affinity for it. Anyway, uh, he hits the button, lifts him off the floor. You see him just get carted away for some reason. I don't yeah, know just what the lifted fuck up, that's lifted up by his eye socket. Yeah, and then he dies on on as he gets drifted away. I think it's just en route. Yeah, Rothrock, the, oh, the classic. See now, this this film right has not been one for quips. No, it's not been one for one liners. It's it's been straight laced all the way through, and now they think, well, we better make up for that twice. Rothrock says, "Keep an eye out for you, Stingray." Yeah, and then he ruins that shit because <laughs> that is shit. But then <laughs> he ruins it by saying, "Yeah, see ya." Yeah, and then we just get to see his dead body hanging from a hook yeah. from his face. <laughs> yeah. And then he hugs Rothrock, which couldn't have been nice. He's a sweaty, bleeding mess, isn't he, at this point? Uh, I don't know. Not from his point of view. I, I'd have hugged her if she no, was I'm sweaty, from her point mess. of view. Oh, yeah, and he's got a hairy chest. Yeah, and he's probably got, like, human feces on him. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <Even though. laughs> I can't imagine why he wouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> it's more likely than not, isn't it, with him? <laughs> <laughs> I worry about that every time I go for a hug. And that's the actor, not the <laughs> not the the character. Anyway, abrupt cut. We're to Karen's ground. This is abrupt. We talk about abrupt cuts yeah, in films. Yeah, that's the end of that shit. Abrupt cut to soft music, Karen's grave. We've got Rothrock. We've got DeMarco. And we've got the Red Dragons in the background standing like some sort of a cappella group. Like they're about to start singing. <laughs> like would be you know, nice if they did. A little shop of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rothrock, she's speaking to Karen. Uh, she says, well, we got him. He won't be hurting anybody anymore, but I guess you know that. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm dead. Yeah, how would I know that? I'm dead. DeMarco sees this as a perfect opportunity to ask her to quit the Red Dragons, mm-hmm. who are all standing right next to her. Yeah, we're <laughs> just like, what? Yeah. But we're shit. <laughs> yeah. We're shit without her. She was, she was everything. Yeah, she fights. We just stand there and do shit one line. This guy doesn't even speak. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, that's why he doesn't speak. <laughs> Rothrock, she shushes him. Not with a finger to the lips, which would have been nice. Yeah, but not the lips, just like randomly just on eye. the face. <laughs> yeah. And then she, she hands over a fighting glove, spiked bracelets and chain off her yeah. leather jacket. It takes quite a while, to be honest, yeah. to take all that off. And she puts it on the grave of Karen for some reason. Yeah, which would signify that she was gang affiliated. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> she wasn't. No. And she says, I'm not going to be needing these anymore. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Karen. Uh, she hugs DeMarco and the Red Dragons. They act like children. They're like, ooh. 
It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck off. And then the guy that doesn't speak says, hey, Christy, you think we should apply to college? <laughs> she says, no, fuck off. No. And, I, and the other one's like, hey, I told you, man, her IQ is too high. And See, it's like, same joke. Yeah, it's like, well, she's crying because her sister's dead, but, you yeah. know, whatever. She turns around laughing because the red dragons are laughing. And she's like, hey, I told you, I already, I already enrolled you in college. You start Monday. Yeah, Monday. We don't even know what day this is, but she's enrolled them into college and they start on Monday. So it's got to be less than a week. What's the college that they're going to be doing? I don't know. Gang? Gangs? Advanced shit. Advanced gang banging. That was an intelligent comeback, Ken, wasn't it? Advanced (laughs) shit. Did you like that? (laughs) You certainly looked up the the manifesto of the college, haven't you? Yeah, I've really stuck it to the Red Dragons there, haven't I? (laughs) You better be careful they don't hear about this. And then they say, hey, what about you? And she's she's like, not me. And then DeMarco says, yes, you. I enrolled you too. Like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Yeah, and she just goes, <laughs> As fate would have it, I enrolled DeMarco. <laughs> I enrolled you. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Who else but Kenneth? <laughs> hey, Christy, do you think we should really apply to college? I told you, man, our IQs are too high. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. I enrolled you guys. You all start Monday. Oh. What about you? Not me. Yes, you. I enrolled you too. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, yeah. That's the end of the film. Ken, what a fucking great choice. Well Isn't done. that a beautiful film? That was brilliant. Yeah, it's just top notch. That end, absolutely fucking pointless as well. The bad guy is fucking ridiculous yeah, in the he's best great. way. Yeah. Looks ridiculous. Yeah. The cop is totally inappropriate at all points (laughs) his partner's fucking useless yeah yeah rothrock's a badass but no one else is yeah no one guy can't even speak and he's given lines (laughs) the deaths are all totally implausible the cops turn up when they shouldn't the bad guy turns up when he shouldn't the only thing plausible about it is that it ended yeah we never do find out what happened to dr simmons actually i can answer that DeMarco enrolled her in college. (laughs) (laughs) They're all going back to college. But uh, but I teach here. She's like, you do now. High five. (laughs) Coming summer 2022. Undefeatable. The college years. (laughs) It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Okay, so this week, it's, uh, it's my turn to do the film pitch. Oh, good. So I was kind of, I was kind of taken by the, the detective story of undefeatable, you know? So it's going to be about two detectives, both female, both kick-ass. Mm-hmm. I like it. Hunting down a, a crazed serial killer. Has he got martial arts skills? He does have martial arts skills. <laughs> God damn it. He's also a vile rapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, I suppose he's got to be stopped. It's called unrapeable. <laughs> Okay, um, maybe we could call it unmarketable. <laughs> so I'm not sure we'll get many studios interested in that. Okay, good, good point, Ken. Well made. Um, unpenetrable. Oh, there you go. Unpenetrable. Um, maybe the tagline is when these two women come together, they are 
unpenetrable. <laughs> really? What do you reckon? Uh, all right, well, we'll, we'll skip all past this then. Who are these ladies, please? Um, or do we call them women? Because they're like tough, hard-boiled. No, I don't want to, you know, give them sort of flowery ladies name. Yeah, let's call them blokes. Who's <laughs> <laughs> these two geezers? <laughs> One's, one wears a beret. Nice. And a, a bomber jacket with a tiger on the back. <laughs> I do like that, yeah. Who have we got then? Who have we got for these two? We've got Gruesome Karen. Is that is it Detective Gruesome Karen? Well, Gruesome is her, like... Oh, right, it's uh, Monica. Yeah. Gruesome Karen Meat. That's her name. <laughs> Who's the beret tiger bomber jacket? Her name's um, Mary Cucumber. <laughs> okay. Who, who have we got playing these uh, devastating women of action? Gruesome Karen Meat is played by Ronda Rousey. Nice. And then Mary Cucumber is played by um, that one that everyone cancelled, but is... Gina Carano. G- the one that you, yeah, Gina Carano. Can we have her if she's cancelled? I don't know. I assume she's not really cancelled in real life, as in dead. We'll go with her then. Let's bring her back. Yeah. Let's cancel the cancel generation. How about that for a twist? Yeah. So th- th- these two are cops, yeah? Yeah. Right, Okay. What's their dynamic? How do they work together? They get on? So Gruesome Karen is a sort of bar brawling, likes a drink, mm-hmm. rides a bike, leather jacket. Is it a motorbike or is it a little push bike with a basket on the front? <laughs> it's a motorbike oh, okay. with a basket on the front. <laughs> <laughs> For groceries and such. Throat <laughs> yeah. of a gruesome accoutrements. <laughs> That's what she says. Is it? That's how she speaks. Yep. She's got a tattoo. Yeah. On a bicep. Of? Meat. <laughs> a steak. Just, just a slab of meat. Yeah. Nice. That comes into play later. Ah, interesting. Okay, so uh, then we've also got the the police chief. Yep. Carl Weathers. Excellent. What's his name? Carl Weathers. Police nice. chief Carl Weathers. Nice. Sheriff. At law. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Carl Weathers. I don't know why I'm writing him down, <laughs> but I am. Uh, you've also got the two the two uh, bloke cops. You know, you've got all you've always got to have that dynamic of the other two cops that just don't like them. They don't get on with them. Are these um sexist, homophobic, racist cops? Um can, can, aren't all cops? <laughs> <laughs> can we can we have them? Or have we have we cancelled that character? No, they're definitely in, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I like that. Uh, played by, you know, that guy who's just a dickhead in all, like, the comedy films? You know, like in Step Brothers, the one that eats to, well, wants to eat Will Ferrell's dick? Yes. You know the one I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Black-haired guy. He's in, like, the other guys as well. Yeah. He's in, um, uh, what's that bloody family one? Modern Family as well. Is he? I yes, think, I yeah. think he is, That's yeah. That's Phil Dunphy's rival. Yes. He's a dick in that as well. Yeah, him. Yeah, okay, cool, he's in. I'll just write out the black-haired dick guy. Yeah. I'm going to find out his name in a minute by typing in Blackhead Dick. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> his name's... Oh, what a, um, maybe this should be... His name's Rob Riggle. How are you spelling Riggle? Uh, R-I-G-G-L-E, then three more E's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, how, that's his character name then with those extra E's. <laughs> Rob Riggle, what a great name. Okay, he's in. Rob Riggle. 
suppose he's got a right to be a dick, then, if that's his name. Bully yeah. the fuck. And then, but then let's have uh, Adam Scott, who's also in, uh, who plays like the brother in Step Brothers, who's the dickhead. All right. It's been a long time since I've seen Step Brothers. Okay. Or do you, or do you want someone else for that role? No, it's it's fine. It's fine as, as long as people know who he is. He was in, where are we? He was in Krampus. Yes, he was. And he was in um, Parks and Rec, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. I think he's been in enough to warrant a position here. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. He was in a film, actually, I don't know if you've seen it, called Little Evil. Yes, I have, yeah, yeah. the Omen ripoff. Yeah, which is quite funny. It is quite good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just got his little spoof on a, an evil kid. So you got Riggle and Slide is his name. <laughs> Adam Scott, what is just Detective Slide? Uh, Detective Playground Slide. <laughs> I don't know if parents call their kids playground these days. Yeah, it could have been where he was conceived. Yeah. Well, it? his dad's called Jungle Jim, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. <laughs> he's in his playground slide. <laughs> Detective. So you got Wriggle and Slide. <laughs> Wriggle and Slide, yeah. And Meat and, and Cucumber. Meat and Cucumber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can picture picture the exec's face when we bring this <laughs> one to it. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! And that thereafter, a martial arts rapist vampire character. He drinks blood of his victims. Bloody hell, as well. Yeah, he's not got much going for him as a positive, has he? Nice guy. So the first time you see, uh, obviously, it's going to open with uh, with the death. It's going to be the the, the bad guy first. The death of a woman coming out of a nightclub. Maybe she sees a a man. He's in a, a flowing robe, <laughs> like a billowy shirt, like in Musketeers. Yeah, someone like that. He's just, he's a red herring. He's not actually the killer. He's just a, a, an odd person, and he's like starts following her. Why is he doing this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just thinks she's fit. Okay. So you should. I don't think we can condone that, though, gentlemen out there. No, you shouldn't really just follow people like that. No, especially if you look ridiculous like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> and he's on roller. Noticeable. He's on roller skates to give him the the glide oh, effect. God, not again. <laughs> we need to stop including roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> it's our go. It's our uh, our go to. It's our method of transport of yeah. choice. She evades him, and you think, oh, thank God, she's got out of taxi. She's How getting she away. Does she just turn sharply, and he just rolls past? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, she goes downstairs. Straight into the river. <laughs> you see him gingerly trying to get down the stairs. <laughs> I think we should just see him just go straight off the top of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> just fall. We never know what happened. Yeah, she she escapes him and uh, gets in the taxi. As she's on her way. She notices that the taxi's not going the way home that she wanted. <laughs> so he's a taxi driver. Well, in this bit he is. <laughs> he's got a taxi driver's hat on, whatever that is. <laughs> Has it got fair written on it or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that's if you work in the fair. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't I think it's got a taxi driver written on it. Uh, yeah, so he te- uh, drives uh, just down a dark alley, mm-hmm. gets out the car. You just see the headlights, his knees, you know, just in the in the light of the headlights. You don't see his face, basically, or his upper, upper body. <laughs> just his knees, that's as high as we go. Yeah, like cow and chickens, mom and dad, as you <laughs> mentioned previously. Really? Have we got to stop mentioning them as well? Opens the door, drags her out. Uh, she obviously knows a bit of martial arts herself. Mm-hmm. 
Is has she got a name or is she just random She's random woman? Just random martial artist. Okay. Um tries escaping, he gives chase, ends up, you know, a little bit of a fight in a like a, a yard a rail yard or something like that. Might as well. Ends up impaling her on some uh metal spikes. Oh god. Like you know those iron rungs in yeah. cement. Uh, yeah, they just stick out. Yeah. Yeah, because they haven't finished the job properly. Yeah. Health and safety nightmare, those places. And bites into her neck and starts drinking her blood. Oof. He's got metal fangs. Do we see that? Do we see him now at this point? Or do we? Do, is it still shadowy? Still shadowy. He's got okay. a ponytail. That's all we can tell. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm writing that down for if I'm on the case. Yeah. I feel like I'm on the case now <laughs> myself, trying to figure out who this guy is. End of the first scene. End of the first scene. Okay. And he's got he's got like you see like his teeth. He's got like the the put in metal vampire teeth. Oh, metal teeth. Yeah, that he uses to bite down. Okay. Metal teeth, ponytail, and metal teeth. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So after the the murder, we cut to the convenience store. Is what you're telling me? Yeah. Right. Possibly run by a uh, little Vietnamese man. Yeah. And his family, little family owned uh, convenience store. And in come um, four four hoodlums. Yep, with a shotgun each. Yeah, one of them's got two of them. Yeah, so the th- you got four going in. They're robbing the place, and then you got Rhonda and Gina are, are going to take them down. Yeah, there's like sneaking down the aisles towards them and stuff. No, they just walk straight towards them and beat the shit out of all four of them. Nice, because they don't they underestimate them because they're women. That's yeah. the classic thing, isn't it? Or they could uh, surround them, and, and just as they're all about to shoot these two women, uh, they just like do the splits, and they shoot each other, and all the, all the people just shoot each other. Nice, nice little set action set piece there, Ken. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Seems plausible. Does Gina want to want to um, not go in all guns blazing, but wants to phone it in? Of course she does. But Rhonda's like, we got to we got to act now. We got to do this now. Yeah. yeah. She says you. In fact, she says. You call for backup, and I'll hang back. And as soon as she goes to call for backup, she just runs in. And she's like, son of a bitch. And she runs in after her. Yeah. Because, you know, there's the book, but there's also partner. Partner book. Exactly. Yeah. Which <laughs> is a different book. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the car, so she hasn't got that with her. Is, is the Vietnamese people, are they okay? Or are, They're great, are, yeah. Have they been shot dead? They're totally fine. Oh, they've got to be. They've got to be successful in that. They've got to <laughs> attack the people and they kill the Vietnamese family. <laughs> that would prove them to be totally incompetent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to the station. They're bringing in the the perps, and uh, this is when we I meet. They were all shot dead. Oh no! They, they shoot each other dead. Uh, well, maybe they bring two of them in then. Yeah. Winged. Two, yeah. Broke broke one of their the arms of one of them and smashed the one's head into the. The me- the display case, the glass display case. Mm. <laughs> Maybe they should have taken them to hospital, but whatever. They take them into the station. <laughs> They're not doctors. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when we meet <laughs> yes. Wriggle and Slide. <laughs> yeah. The ch- the childish idiots. It's a shame that we wasted these two names on <laughs> these two idiots. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah, and the, you know, a bit of banter, taking the piss. We get the call come in of a, a body found at the rail yard. Carl Weathers gets in. He says, get me meat and cucumber. <laughs> and also... Um, I want wriggle and slide. Yeah, and also <laughs> wriggle and slide. 
he says, I want I want Riggle and Slide as the main detectives on this, and I want you two as as their seconds, you know. Oh, bloody hell. He's called that one, hasn't he? Mm. Oh, I hope he's done that right. Might so second guess the chief. They're not happy about it. Do they uh, do they say, but but chief? And he says, Dis- my decision is final, and then slams his door shut. Yeah. And he opens but it. But they're again. all still on yeah. the inside. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he goes... Opens it, goes into his office, then he slams it shut again. Yeah. 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 Good work. Yeah, he's just shut himself out of his office and kept them in, so he's <laughs> got to tell them to get out. Yep. So, yeah, they, they head off to the rail yard and they see the the, the corpse. Are all four of them go into this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's too many, isn't it, for an immediate first investigation? <laughs> or not enough. <laughs> well, as it turns out, yeah. Yeah. They get there and um, wriggle and slide, immediately think... Um, Suicide. A- accidental, yeah. <laughs> suicide. <laughs> she's got her throat ripped out. She's impaled on the uh, on the spikes there, and her pants have been stolen. Suicide <laughs> is, is what playground slide thinks. It could be, yeah. It could be death by misadventure. Says, you know what these kids are into nowadays? They're all doing, you know, they, they you know, they're fans of David Carradine, and then. <laughs> <laughs> What your kid isn't? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know they're they're all into the dangerous masturbation. <laughs> so that's what Playground Slide thinks, and Rob Riggle tends to agree with him. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Another death. Another another woman killed in her home this time by a pizza delivery man. <laughs> when do we get to see this guy? Now. Is his real job a pizza delivery guy? No. The pizza man turns up. He's, she's, ord- she's ordered large extra sausage. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, takes uh, the money um, and leaves, shuts the door behind her, and then another knock at the door. Looks through the key- oh, She looks through the peephole first and sees the, the little lad delivering pizza and uh, goes back and says, oh, uh, I forgot to give you your change. Well, he's hat down. You know? Oh, yes. Uh, she goes to open it and the door gets kicked in. Oof. Another martial arts fight in the living room over the sofa and through the coffee can, can, table. Can the door almost like like send her flying backwards across the floor? Yes. Yes, that's how powerful the kid like was. The, like the kid in Undefeatable. Yeah, where she just slides across the floor backwards. Yeah. Nice. And then smashes her through the coffee table and Ooh, drinks her blood and lifts his head up. He's got blood all over his mouth, the metal teeth yeah. in, his long black hair, his... Out of the ponytail because of the fight. And it's Marilyn Manson. Oh, Jesus Christ. We've finally got in. Not sure after his recent allegations he'd be prepared to play a vampire rapist, but <laughs> we'll give it a go. Hey, we've given Gina Carano a go. We're going to get Marilyn Manson back in and just say, look, never mind. Never mind any of that. <laughs> this will this will make them think different. Uh, and you know you get you get a few killings. You you see that um, you know they get start getting leads. And and Carl Weathers doesn't like how um, Riggle and Slider run in the case. How are they running it? Just think it, they're suicides. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in. <laughs> this woman. Go, this woman's kicked her own front door in. Yeah. And then <laughs> smashed herself through a like coffee table. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, I think we need more meat <laughs> and more cucumber. What, what else would you, maybe a barroom brawl of some kind? Th- yeah, okay, wriggle, wriggle and slide. Uh, they they undermine meat and cucumber and um, 
Carl Weathers is unhappy about what he perceives Meat and Cucumber have now done. So he kicks them off the case. My God. Exactly. So he kicks them off the case and says, look, stop getting in their way. Wriggle and slide are leads here. So so they're off the case and they're not happy because they think they know exactly what's going on. They think it's a necrophiliac martial arts vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Wriggle and Slide think suicide all day yeah, long. I mean, Carl Wes has really <laughs> got to take a good hard look at the cops he's assembled here, hasn't he? <laughs> and he thinks these, these can't work together. These broads are off the case. Uh, so, yeah, then they go to a bar. And it's it's the biker bar from uh, like Terminator 2, that kind of setup, is it? Uh, where oh, meat well, went. yeah, I was going to go for a Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but yeah, it's, I think it's the same bar. Yeah, it's the same bar, yeah. <laughs> the Blue Oyster from Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're playing pool, these bikers, and they're like, they nod over to, maybe Meat goes to uh, have a shit or something. Uh, she she goes to urinate, but does fart. And Mary's um, left alone at the bar, and the bikers are like... Exactly. Hey, the old point. hey who's this dame? Like, hey, mud flaps, have a look. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's called Mudflap. All right, okay, yeah. Hey, have have a look at that hoochie coochie mama over at the bar. <laughs> in a beret and a tiger bomber jacket. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you get the barroom brawl there. Ronda Rousey, Paul Q, fucking going to town on them. Let's, let's not forget that Mary Cucumber, uh, like, you know, she can look after herself as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, she's... It's, not all, it's not all gruesome Karen meat. Yeah, well, Ka- Karen meat's got the... Uh, the set piece with the pool cue on the pool table, and yeah. then you've got cucumber smashing people's heads into jukeboxes, and yeah. on the bar smashing glasses and bottles over their head. The uh, the bartender gets the shotgun out and she kicks it out of his hand. Yeah, into the ceiling. Yeah, it fires into the ceiling. Right, she doesn't kick the <laughs> shotgun wedges <laughs> in the ceiling. <laughs> it's not whoops. Yeah, so there's the other set piece for them. A nice little set piece for them. Yeah, they they just kill. Oh no, they can't kill their their cops, aren't they? So yeah. they just beat up everybody in the bar, nice especially thing. mud flaps. Yeah, oh, mud flaps gets Get. a face stomp. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! She comes from a long line of cucumbers, you know. Does she know? <laughs> She's got a sister. Yeah, a younger sister. Yeah, that's in college. All right, okay. That's a bit of a tear away. She actually idolizes meat. <laughs> <laughs> really? She shunned cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Wants to be just like meat. Uh what's her name? Um Smelly. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's gonna say no to that name. Why? <laughs> Smelly cucumber. <laughs> Not gonna have that, no. <laughs> Shelly? Shelly's all right, I guess, yeah. Fiery. She's hot-headed. <laughs> Fiery cucumber. <laughs> well, no, because she's called Mary. That's not That's not an attribute. That's just her name. <laughs> okay, then. Violet. Yeah, go on, then. Yeah? Yeah, that'll Vi. do. That'll do. And because she's a tearaway, they call her Violent. Yeah. Violet cucumber. Yeah. Exactly, because you've got gruesome Karen Meat now. Yeah. She wants a name like that, so she's Violent Violet Cucumber. Yeah, but she has to live up to it, so she that's why she's the tearaway. Yeah. And uh, you know where this is going. Straight out of the undefeatable playbook, she gets killed by the by the vampire. 
Oh, Violet. Yeah. They've only just been introduced to her. Yeah, well, I guess you can introduce her at the start as well, you know, side little side plot where she goes to see her and all that sort of shite. Okay. But yeah, ends up getting killed on a night out by the vampire. She puts a good fight up, you know, stab, maybe stabs him. Blood at the scene, you know. Oh, right, okay. Maybe get some of his hair. Okay. And a photograph of him. A photograph. And, and some a clothing. <laughs> his wallet. <laughs> his teeth. <laughs> He just stays there, to be honest. <laughs> she just traps him. You like that? You like the death? The vengeful plot? Yeah. Yes, I do, yeah. Is it personal that he's killed her? Or is it just purely by chance? Purely by chance. Son of a bitch. And it's only then that Carl Weathers accepts that he was wrong. Oh. In the face of hard, stone-cold facts mm. and evidence. <laughs> and the death of one of his officer's sisters. It's now that he recognises that, how could I have been so blind? <laughs> Is that what he says? He says to them, when he gets them in the office, he says, he, he's looking out the window. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's through my error of judgment that we lost a good cucumber today. I imagine that's be very moving, this moment. <laughs> this is his Oscar speech. <laughs> Nothing I can say can ever bring... What's her name? Violet. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> kind of loses the sincerity if he forgets her name. This is Oscar, remember? Oscars. <laughs> Nothing I can say can ever bring back Violet's cucumber. It's just how we move forward and bring this son of a bitch to justice. You're still off the case and it's, uh, <laughs> it's wriggling slides. A hundred percent. You're too close to the case now. We can't have you on it. And uh, it's Riggle and Slide's case. You just stay home and support your mother. <laughs> Do you know what her name is? No, I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> oh, right. It was just a question. Okay, sorry. I thought you were leading somewhere. <laughs> Sandy. Sandy Cucumber. <laughs> yeah. Done. Played by Crampton. Crampton. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Barbara Crampton. <clears throat> Barbara Crampton's playing Sandy Cucumber. She's back, last seen in maybe Blood Thunder. Oh, she's been back since then, surely. Yeah, we get a scene of her reconciling with her mom. She hasn't spoken to her mom in a decade. Oh dear, that's not nice, is it? No, but she she does reconcile after the death of the sister. And Meat goes off on her own for a bit of reconnaissance whilst Cucumber's seen to her mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe gets, uh, gets a suspect... At a nightclub, thinks that you know all these girls last seen at nightclubs. Yeah. So you know, got undercover in a nightclub, having a little look around. Thinks she spots someone. It's that guy again, the one on the skates. Oh yeah, the one on the the early. Yeah. Yeah, the red herring. Yeah. So she tail she tells him, you know, gets him up against the car and asks, you know, and then whilst that's happening, there's been another murder that gets found Shit. at the nightclub. Oh, Actually, in the nightclub this time. Ah, inside. In the disabled toilets. Oh, no. Say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, it's a disabled woman. Yeah, she's dead in the in the disabled toilets. Okay, so we've got a, a disabled uh, victim. Um, and she sees someone fleeing the scene, gives chase. You know, like one of those chases through the rooftops, jumping over buildings and... Not over buildings. You know, <laughs> across, across, across. Across buildings. Across buildings, yeah. yeah. All that sort of stuff. And uh, he, he gets away, maybe he hits her with something. The wheelchair? No, the wheelchair's still in the in the toilets. Okay. So we know he's not disabled. That's one clue. He's a little, tall, pale, black hair, looks like Marilyn Manson. 
Yeah. What's that? She's written that in blood on the <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just put MM just on the wall in blood. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it gets away, but she does get a look at him. Yeah. And through, uh, you know, the database and stuff, they find out that this is... And YouTube, uh, MTV and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang on a minute. She finds out that this this is uh, this is the vampire they're looking for. Thank goodness it's not another one. Yeah. That would have, <laughs> yeah, been, a, that would have it, been a pain, wouldn't they it? They thought it might have been, but it wasn't. Copycat vampire. Yeah. His name is Lestat. <laughs> Just that, yeah? He needs a last name. Lestat. Um... Night Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not a common name. No. No, they could have perhaps, you know, maybe thought about it being him. Yeah. What does he do? Is he like a millionaire? No. Just a... Just some bloke who looks he, like Marilyn Well, he earned a good living at a garage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now he's just more just fights and... Kills and rapes women. Yeah. Yeah. It's the classic turnaround from the mechanic life. Goes to see his manager at the garage, says no, just keeps himself to himself. Um, we're, here, we're here to see Lestat Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Detective Meat. This is Detective Cucumber. In the background is Detective Playground Slide and Rob Riddle. Riggle. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> That's his real name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Go to his uh, his apartment. He's got his name on the outside of it, you know, by the buzzer. He's got one of those, like, paper skeletons, like, from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> one of them on the front there, and they open it up. he got, like, fucking, you know, just typical serial killer inside, like, sh- shit on the walls, religious imagery. <laughs> not, like, not literal not shit. real shit, no. no. Okay. Re- religious yeah. imagery, candles. Uh, inverted uh, crucifix. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few of them. Yeah. Pentagrams. Yeah, we got those inv- inverted pentagrams and yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. Pictures, like it. pictures of women. Has he got um, dead women? Pictures of them. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> um, what about black candles that are somehow already lit? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of them. Yeah, yeah. Fairy lights. Excellent. Just up on the wall. <laughs> you know, maybe some incense. Yeah, but smells of death. And up on the on the on the board there, uh, he's got pictures of women. All all of them are. Victims and they got X's through their faces. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Except the next one. <laughs> so they got to find this woman because she's going to be the next victim. Oh man! They got to find her. It's a race against time. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So we need to find out how how's the the final showdown happening. Uh, I don't know, but it's got to be on a rooftop, surely. Yeah. Hasn't it? Maybe, maybe a, ch- a chase through uh, an abandoned building up onto the roof maybe he's stalking uh the woman you have a bit of a chase scene and they go after them you've also got like wriggle and slide there they're undercover as well with them and um meat sees them notifies cucumber and they give chase mm-hmm. again through the like, an abandoned like office building or something empty floors and hiding and all that sort of shit yeah up to the top of the roof two yeah. on one ends up getting double drop kicked off the roof oh. by both of them yeah Okay. Lands on Riggle and Slide's car as they're about to call it a night, and they say, "Wow, we've we've caught him." <laughs> he's like, "Freeze!" <laughs> Riggle's like, "Freeze, asshole!" And he's just like, he's just prone on top of the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, the roof caved in on it. Okay. Yeah. And, and they take full credit for the oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's they rule it a suicide. Obviously, they're um, 
that's <laughs> wriggle and slide. So, um, you know. <laughs> he jumped off the roof. Yeah. Meeting yeah. cucumber face, no prosecution. But, you know, Detective, you know, Chief Carl Weathers knows. He says, well, at least you got justice for your sister. And, you know, like at the end of Undefeatable, when they all go to the grave, mm-hmm. Mary goes and just puts a cucumber on top of the of the grave, like, does like Karen, Rothrock does. Karen puts some meat on top as yes, well. Yes, she does, yes. She was a hero. In the background, you just see Wriggle and Slide. Dancing, yeah. yeah. Carl Weathers just shaking his head. Yes. And, uh, you know, they, they, they realise they make a really good team and they're, they're, they're sisters now. They're not just partners, they're sisters. And to show that, Rhonda uh, Meat shows the, the tattoo of Meat and she's also added a cucumber. <laughs> That's the end of the film. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So that's Unpenetrable, Ken. We got it in the can. It's ready to go. Oh, bloody hell, that was hard work, wasn't it? I thought it would be easy, all this martial arts business. But no, it's not. It's difficult. So, you know, fair play to Godfrey Ho, Godfrey Hall, and however many other names he, he uses at the moment. Christ Hannah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and uh, to everyone involved with uh, Undefeatable. Yeah, uh, I guess we better bring this one to a close. We've run out of time, Ken, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that's life. That is life. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Thank you to Mr. Kenby Wild. Well, thank you very much for having me, and thank you for being a psychopathic rapist martial artist. Who, me? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you're welcome. Yeah, we just don't know, do we? No, well, what did you think? Nobody to the... expected Paul. To be honest. <laughs> they, oh, they often don't. There you go. What did you guys think to the episode? What did you think to this week's film? Undefeatable. Where does it rank amongst action films in general? Not just Rothrock's films, but action. Is Cynthia Rothrock a genuine action film star? Oh, she is. Come on. Let us know what you think. Email address, badmoviecode at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. We're on... YouTube. YouTube. We're everywhere. 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 Come on. And we're also on everywhere. You can get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, Deezer. Good pods. Good pods. Podcast addict. There's there's loads of them. There's loads of places to find us. You can't have any excuse for not knowing where the hell we are. Got a website, www.badmoviecult.com. Got See? written reviews going up on there. Yeah, we've got everything. Come on, check it out. Written reviews of films not covered on this podcast all go up on there. You can discuss those and the podcasts that do go up in our Facebook group. Just search Bad Movie Cult Discussion Group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. Uh, join us again in two weeks' time when we will be back with another movie review deep dive and film pitch right here on the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Goodbye. Dominic Lawton Can Be Wild Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult Keep an eye out for you, Stingray Yeah, see ya